0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 61 of the show. Uh, Very excited to be here. Very excited to not see you, I guess, because I can't see you, but I hope you're excited to see me. You should be excited to hear from Manon Matthews, the guest for this week. I just met Manon a couple of weeks ago when I was out in Nashville doing a show with JP. She is a hilarious comedian, um, a a brilliant student of life, and just overall a happy, positive person. I love hanging with Manon. we love making stuff, we have a bunch of stuff we're going to put out, it's a good time, we're having fun being friends, it's a good time. Um, I met Manon when I was with JP in Nashville, hanging out with JP, met Nicole Arbor out there for the first time, Uh, also a wonderful, funny, funny, fun friend, Um, and we got into it on this episode, a lot lot of laughs, a lot of stories, uh, a couple of almost tears, And man, get ready for for a fun conversation. I I really hope you guys like this. Um, This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Blue Blocks, my favorite blue light blocking glasses. I wear them every night and they help me sleep. And I really like them and I think you will too. Go to blueblocks.com slash Brent for 15% off. Uh, Also brought to you by Cognibiotics, my favorite supplement company. Bioptimizers put out this product called Cognibiotics. It's, uh, It's like a blend of herbs, and um uh different types of nootropics that have an effect on your cognitive performance. You know, it's not gonna make you black Bradley Cooper and Limitless, but maybe um <laughs> I I started using cognibiotics as, as part of my other uh things that I do for my daily health routine, and I do notice a difference. Um highly recommend cognibioticscom Brent for 10% off plus a free book. That's packed with a bunch of awesome health and nutrition info and scientific backed research on how to optimize your overall health. So that being said, uh, you can also optimize your overall health with the following conversation that I had with my good friend, Manon Matthews tight, dude. I love Taylor Swift.
1: I knew you <laughs> were trouble when you walked in. That's song That's
0: pretty I know. good. Have you done a Taylor Swift impression? No,
1: because no? she has blonde hair, so I assume that I have to stay in alignment with. <laughs>
0: it's not like skin color. <laughs> yeah, I could just put a blonde wig. Yeah, you could do a blonde wig. You know.
1: God, I limit myself, man. That,
0: that's a limiting belief. That's a limiting belief. <laughs> I can't do it, Tony. <laughs> that, that's that's limiting. belief. Sometimes when you when you think that you're not blonde, that just you gotta just believe that you're blonde. What? Right? Be outside the box. <laughs>
1: I mean I should be doing Tony
0: Robbins. You could be doing Tony Robbins. Austin Nassau does a phenomenal Do you do Tony
1: women Robbins. impressions? Probably not.
0: No. Um You know, when I was at uh, Groundlings, they kind of drilled it into my head to never do woman impressions if you're a man.
1: Same. They also said, don't do kids, but I do kids. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. You know what I mean? Don't impersonate children. Yes. Because it's just stupid and not funny. Yeah. And I'm like, you haven't seen me impersonate an eight-year-old. don't know me. Yeah. (laughs) But I get that. I remember that very. And I think they limited me. I think it's their fault. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we both did Groundlings.
0: We both did Groundlings. Um, groundlings was... Uh, I'm glad I did it. I don't know if I would recommend it oh, for I would. everybody.
1: Well, it depends. If you do characters and you like doing impressions and you, yeah. want and you really want strict <laughs> energy, That's, and then the strict do Groundlings. Energy. If
0: you're okay, if, you're, if you've are if you ever been an athlete, you'll like probably be okay. If you went okay. to Yale,
1: do Groundlings. But if right. you went to community right. college like I did... Do groundlings. Right.
0: right. <laughs> and if you've ever been told to run ten miles with uh, no shoes by your high school basketball coach, do groundlings. Okay. <laughs> if
1: you ever got made fun of if having too hairy of arms was as you're a young middle schooler, mm-hmm. do groundlings.
0: If you've ever been bullied in junior high and the kid bu- sitting behind you had a little uh, letter opener, like an envelope opener, and he was just kind of stabbing you in the back throughout class, like little stabs, <laughs> not the ones enough to make you bleed, but like enough to like give you a bunch of little tiny bruises on your back, uh, do ground legs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could, I want, like, I want to just keep going, but I feel like that'll take up the whole podcast. Did you ever do any other improv
0: schools? Uh, yeah, UCP.
1: Nice. They, yeah. They'll let you fly with anything. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're like, do, I, mean, they're like st- I mean, talk gibberish. The thank whole you scene. for being
0: here. We got your check. It cleared. <laughs> yeah. You, you can do you whatever got you May. want. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you
1: should really do the Herald team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in level one. <laughs>
0: Dude, Ucb, they're so nice. I mean, they're all nice except for the most of the directors at Groundlings um, and the people that work there. But UCB was fun. UCB was my first oh, thing I ever did.
1: Yeah, your first intro is always the best. Mine was Second City, and I. Oh, like, that's cool. Oh my god, every teacher was hilarious, friendly. Like I just feel like. It was just a beautiful... And they're more sketch-oriented, Yeah. I mean, too, you can right? do characters and stuff, but yeah, mm-hmm. they're more like satire and sketch. But in the beginning, it's just fun to play those games.
0: Did you start doing comedy stuff in L.A.? Or did you start somewhere? Yeah,
1: because I'm born here, so oh, I only right. had Gross. L.A.
0: around. That's yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, born and raised right in L.A., right in um, uh, Sherman Oaks and then Calabasas. I always want to say Cala Blacklist because it, because it is, but I feel like nowadays you can't Kella say anything. Cala Blacklist. Oh, yeah. that's there was funny. Like four yeah, black sure.
0: like people. Sure, sure, They're sure. all wonderful. Take that clip out Let's of context close. and Cut post that. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. And it was, it was, uh, yeah. And then I went to community college, uh, to do film school. So I went to sit, you speak, uh, Santa, C- Barbara C- C- Santa Barbara City Santa Barbara City <laughs> Santa Barbara City <laughs> Santa Barbara and I City I made a transfer to uh, Northridge <laughs> to do film pro and they were like you still need to take Chicano Studies and Anthropology and I said in order to do film I'm gonna As do one does. Yeah, of course yeah. you have to know I mean if you haven't taken Chicano Studies how will you know how to make I a movie think, yeah <laughs> you have to know <laughs> the ins and outs of Anthropology in order to like press record and know what a good photo looks yeah, like or like yeah. a good picture lock. i mean
0: you can't direct a scene unless you know ancient holistic middle eastern medicine
1: <laughs> no 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 and right. you wouldn't want to watch that scene right it'll be
0: because you could tell oh this person doesn't know his <laughs> yeah. natural herbs and remedies yeah yeah
1: so i went for a week and then i called my dad i like left the class and i was like i want to do improv and he's like all right really it's like all right sick
0: <laughs> there was there any improv at school like on campus or anything or electives, nah. or like—I mean, in clubs. Santa
1: Barbara, I took like acting and like a scene class or something. That I yeah, and I took media studies. I did TV production.
0: That's what my degree was. What it was film and media studies that at makes UC sense. Santa Barbara, and it was all like—I mean, the whole UC system is all research-based, right? So it's there's no—I never touched a light. I, d- I didn't touch a camera. You like that Mike? Like since? Yeah. <laughs> I <don't> really like. <laughs> Wait,
1: you haven't touched the lights. Wait, well, wait. No,
0: I just. <laughs> no, I have touched many lights nice. in my life. Nice. Um, nice. When, <laughs> 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 when I was at UC Santa Barbara, uh, there were no produ- there was one production class, and it was full all the time, so you couldn't take it. So I was learning about like propaganda films in the 20s, and like how the German film community blossomed in the 50s, and. Um, like, boring shit like that. So, all, all the production hands-on stuff I did, I did out of class on, like, student projects or, like, shooting music videos for local rappers. That's really how it came up.
1: Uh, you Shooting just, music you videos I... for Doja. Stop.
0: Yeah. like That's, that's my boy, like, Doja.
1: Doja. That's his rap name.
0: Okay. What yeah. does he do? What, He's what, a rapper. What,
1: what song does he sing? Or uh, the rap?
0: Are you, are you um, a connoisseur of local underground Santa Barbara rap music? Not at all. Hmm. If you were, you'd know him. <laughs> okay. okay, so
2: <laughs> that's my boy. I'm like, I don't know what you're boy. talking about. Oh, you
0: don't know Doja? No. Do you know Slander? No. <laughs> you, you ain't never heard of Slander? Can I, can I tell you something? Yeah.
1: <laughs> when I was in my teens, I shot music videos for women, sorry, young girls for their bat mitzvah. What? Yeah. So like, like they you,
0: they would make a song. No. 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 Okay. No.
1: <laughs> it's <not> like <laughs> yeah. a carry away. They would pick a singer, like Britney Spears or something, at that time, and lip sync in like different locations. And I would edit it together so they would feel like a, a pop star at wow. their bat
0: mitzvah. Wow. That's pretty cool. And I
1: made some money doing it. You so must the, have made the some fact money. that you shot... like I feel like we have... Sim- like Because I went to CC Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. You went to UC Santa Barbara. We're yeah. almost the same age. Yeah. We both did groundlings. Yeah. Did you also date older men <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I did I yeah. did yep there was Paul yeah there's a
1: gap right like they put <laughs> yeah. music on and you're like "Ugh, this is so uh, I, I guess I'm gonna
0: have sex in Montecito <laughs> tonight uh is <laughs> 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 a lot of a very parallel yeah. lives we've lived are um, your parents still together nope same cool when did they uh I think it was like four or five. Oh no no I was 18 you were 18 yeah wow really so they waited the for you to be an adult yeah. They I said, mean, let's I not break think, this child. Yeah.
1: I think that was more of my mom's vision. And we were watching American Idol and, and my dad likes to, he gets angry during the, um, <laughs> <laughs> the commercials.
0: Yeah, and your mom was like, that's it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, I'm sure it was a build, but sure. she was just like, it was just his temperament that she was like, I have hit my," And I, I was like, okay, yeah, go. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that like later I'd be processing it like five years later. Like, oh, I have no home.
0: Did it feel like a... Up until eighteen, were there years where you felt like things were on the rocks, or did no. they kind of keep it hidden? No,
1: I was. They they got along fine. I mean, my dad had some energy, and my mom didn't really express herself. So I knew that like there was some stuff that like probably wasn't the best, but it wasn't. I thought they'd be together forever. Yeah, you know, people yeah. that are married twenty three years, it's just usually yeah. like, why would you even?
0: Yeah, why stop now? Yeah. But I think I I do think that's kind of cool to call it off after so long because that means you really being true to yourself. And you're not like forcing yourself to stay and try to make something work that you True. just don't love anymore. Yeah. Even Speaking as she a regrets divorced it, man, yeah. are you divorced? No. <laughs> no, I am. Oh, that's right. I'm divorced. How fun is that? It's,
1: um, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's fun.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't quite call it fun. <laughs> it's definitely not what I thought. It has its moments. I didn't think
1: I'd be like this age being divorced. I never thought right. I'd be like I'm. I'm a divorcee. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs>
0: Isn't that weird? Yeah. It
1: doesn't make any sense. I'm a kid.
0: Yeah. That's so funny. (laughs) How old were you when you got married?
1: 30. Yeah. 31. Yeah. No. 30.
0: Was it quick? uh, The relationship prior to the marriage?
1: Yeah. We got engaged after four months and then got married a year later. Whoa. We got married a year after we got engaged about. Wow.
0: Four months. That is very fast.
1: Yeah, it didn't feel fast. It was interesting because it's not like I was like 20 and I was like, we're four months. I, I thought, I, I knew it the minute I saw him that he yeah. would be the man I married. Yeah,
0: but yeah. not the man that you... Stay with. Stay, with. Stay right. married. <laughs> right, right.
1: I, I, I should have listened and it would have been, that's the man I'm going to marry for five
0: months. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Are you guys still friends? Did it end? No. Like,
1: oh, oh this was fun, it's a horrible... But... Remember I gave you my book? Yeah. It's all in... The, I, I mean, haven't read a it cha- yet. No, you haven't read it yet in <laughs> the yes. last five minutes? <laughs> it's okay. Okay, now I know what your priorities are. Um, I met him online on the in- Instagram.
0: Ooh, who, who DM'd first?
1: Well, I went to slide into his DMs and saw that he had already DM'd me 18 months before. What? Yeah.
0: 18 months? Yes. What did that one say? I just moved remember? into
1: New York. Oh, I remember everything. Okay. I just moved to New York and I was there for three months and I was moving into a new apartment because I was like, I didn't know if I wanted to stay in New York because I was like, well, I don't know. I'm just going to commit to 3 months and so then i after 3 months i was like i'm obsessed i need to like sign a lease and so i remember moving in and the day i moved in was the day i found him online and it said that he lived in australia but he was f- making videos with a friend of mine and i was like i just like scrolled down i was like oh my god his videos are funny and he he seems so familiar like who is this person i know him like my soul knows him i'm going to dm him which is not usual like i dm people now but like back yeah. then i was like scared of it or whatever and i was like oh he he messaged me and it it said you shine unlike any other human i've seen in a very long time i'm happy to see how you're channeling your light and i was like Uh. and i wrote to him and that night we facetimed and he popped on my facetime and i'm like oh and i felt sad i was like i was like no he's in he's in la right now visiting and i'm in new york and i felt like this pain like no we're apart it was very very crazy and um or surreal or whatever and then we FaceTimed and I was like oh that's the man I'm going to marry we FaceTimed for two hours and then we FaceTimed every day for about six days and then he flew from LA to New York to meet me in person and we met in Madison Square Park and held each other and cried and he said where have you been No way. I said I've been looking everywhere for you Mm. we spent the week together and then we had a long distance relationship and then after four months we got engaged in Australia where I met his family and everybody, everybody was like, "We just love him, man, and he's your perfect match. Like, he's just he's just this warm, sweet, kind." Everybody
0: in your life was saying this, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, he met my mom for coffee before he met me because she was really in, she was in L.A. and I oh, was that's and cool. she's like, I mean, I was like, my husband's gonna come stay with me because uh-huh. I told them. And wow. And keep in mind, I'm not someone that's has ever said that before. Yeah. Like I'm not. I've not really thought about marriage in my 20s. I was just very like. Yeah, we'll date. We'll see how it goes. But when I met this person, I was like, oh, "That's my husband." And so I told my mom that this man, my husband's going to come stay with me. And she was like, um, "Should I meet him first? <laughs> and I was like, uh, "No, no." And I told her him that she had said that. And he goes, oh, "I'd love to." And they had a two hour coffee before he even met me in person. Wow. So like it 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 gave um, validity to like how serious he was as well. Yeah. Because you don't really that's unusual, I think. Very. Um. Yeah, I mean, the
0: whole thing is unusual, but it, it's, what, what do you think it was that caused that energy when you guys first met? Like when, that, that first spark and how you ran into each other's arms. Where did that, how does that come from? Where does that come from with two people that are basically strangers?
1: I mean, I have a joke, but I think I'm going to say that what i think it comes from i i have different views of it now yeah but at the time i would just say you know i believe in past lives i believe that we've had many lives and i i just recognized his soul Mm -hmm. and he was open enough and i was open enough to say yes without fear you know and also he looked like ewan mcgregor who imprinted on me with moulin rouge when i was 10.
2: (laughs) Amazing. So my
1: unconscious was like, I already love you. Like, yeah. and I didn't know why, but I Write later was song. like, this is weird. Like, why did I-? Yeah. Yeah. Which I love that movie. So did he, but he's nothing like you. And by the way,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank, very thank you. For Just that. so you know, you know, I
1: don't want you to get your hopes up <laughs> if you ever cross paths with,
0: um, so he DMS you and 18 months go by before you even see, recognize he- his existence. Yes. Right. Yeah. Did, did you ever ask him like during those 18 months, did you think about me? Would, were you just living your life? Were you hoping?
1: No, he just kind of mentioned that like, you know, I saw that you were, you know, you, things were shifting in your life. You had like your light came on and I just kind of took a step back and I just, you know, would check in and see how you're, but I never really followed you. And I was just like, okay. He seemed pretty distant about it. Like he, like he knew, he knew who I was, but he wasn't really like watching me every day.
0: Yeah. It's so wild that you knew you, you knew him for four months. You get married. You're together for five ish, and then the divorce.
1: No, we got married. Uh, so we lived in New York for a while. I don't know why I said five months. I was just kind of trying to sure, come sure. up with a quick joke. Um, but we met, lived in New York for a while. Then we moved over back to L.A. in 2019. So we met in 2017. We moved. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then we moved to back to L.A in 2019 to plan the wedding. And then we had the wedding and it was a month later that actually I just bought us a house on Weddington five days before the wedding. Whoa. And then we had our families gather for like the reception or the, what's it called? The rehearsal dinner, Mm -hmm. uh, the, the night before the wedding in the new house. And it was just really like symbolic. And we had the wedding of our dreams. It was beautiful of my dreams, I should say. And then a month later I get the wedding photos and they're gorgeous, like out of a magazine, just beautiful. Um, and then my best friend uh, st- wants to take me out to coffee, which I thought was very strange with his girlfriend. And they they sit me down, and they both grab my arm, and they're like, "What well, we're about to tell you, um, just know that we're gonna be here for you along the way." And I was like, I thought they were gonna tell me that he died or that my de- like somebody passed away. Like the the yeah. feeling that rushed through me when they I both,
0: felt it right now. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's 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 pretty powerful and intense. And I'm like, just tell me, just tell me. And basically, they said that they um received a message from this woman who had been messaging with my husband for weeks and he was sending her nude videos nude photos messaging her you're my true queen manon's nothing she's useless she's not sexy she's boring i won't be with her forever that's for sure
0: what yeah whoa
1: so i'm reading this and i see you know when you know a way the person writes yeah. you're like oh yeah that's that. not only is it, it's his Instagram and it's his picture and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. but, I'm but like, it's
0: the style of the text and the...
1: well and it's his, him in the videos the nude video like, I guess uh, that's with, with my name tattooed on. I his mean
0: visual his... effects are pretty good these days <laughs> so he could have gotten out of that yeah, one yeah no for but... sure <laughs> but if in he's my spelling you house... with just a U that's how you know it's yeah
1: except it wasn't it, he never does that okay um, <laughs> but he he has my name tattooed on his chest man and right across his really? heart really right across his heart he didn't tell me he was doing that he came out of the shower one time in, um, in New York and I'm like oh my god that's my name if anyone else did this this would be really weird but i'm you're my person for the rest of, so I'll, like actually i'm not mad at it yeah but so i would see that name in the videos of him sending to other women and
0: well, uh, women plural
1: well i later found out yeah
0: wow dude yeah he was all he was full tiger woods yeah was he i guess was he um was it just not that this makes a difference i'm just curious was it just online messaging or were there in person i don't know i never
1: found out about any in-person things so (sighs) so that's why like reading those i felt like you just told me that we're actually all yeah this is fox feels like a lie (laughs) like i I couldn't process it so i went home and I, like, got my keys, put it in my thing. I packed a little bag because he wasn't home yet. I was like, I just because at this point, I'm yeah. like, who did I marry? Yeah. Because I'm with this person every day. Yeah. We were together every day. Yeah. So when was he, like, other than when he would take hour-long showers, and I always thought, he takes taking some really long showers, but, you know.
0: You think he was sending stuff during that's the-
1: That's the only time he had.
0: Oh, my God, dude.
1: And then he would come lay and be the cutest thing ever with me in bed, and, like, uh. I was bl- shocked. That
0: is so wild. Your world flipped up upside down.
1: Everything. I just I've just bought us a house. I just had the wedding. He invited his whole family over from Australia and Scotland
0: and my family
1: and my dad. Like, what do you
0: what do you do? What you um, you pack a bag because you. The yeah. first instinct is to remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. Well, I right? confronted
1: him first. I so- oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because I couldn't just leave. I was just like, I have to see what he has to say about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he broke down and completely admitted all of it and just said, I don't, I don't, I have, I have a problem, you know? Yeah. And it would never, I would never do this in person, but I have a problem. And I was like, I understand that. Uh, and why did you have to throw me under the bus? Like, I'm, I'm that's, re- that's the to part. To me, that's the weirdest yeah. part
0: because there, there's something, uh, again, n- not excusing behavior, there is like a fetish probably for all that stuff. You yeah, know what and, I mean. And
1: Instagram doesn't make it any easier. He had acquired you know sixty thousand followers, oh. maybe more, from just being with me, and wow. I'm sure he was getting attention from women. Yeah. So like, I know, I know that, and that's what I thought. I was like, you know what, like.
0: The DMing thing is what I'm talking about, like the 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 part where he throws you under the bus and includes your name and stuff. That's like sick. Yeah, that's. That, there's no fetish for no, that. No, that's no, no, no. Just gross. That's that's the fetish part where maybe you see someone, you get some help. It's maybe like a weird sex addiction type of thing adjacent. Maybe that. Yeah, I'm glad you and I are not
1: in a relationship.
0: I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I fair. I just I just think like like it's disgusting and gross and. But and a lot of people, it's people for suffer sure from grounds it. for splitting. Yeah. Um
1: More, but for me it wouldn't wor- it wouldn't the, ha- I'm sure I could have worked through it to be like I got it's you. It's work throughable. Yes, Potentially. potentially. Yes.
0: Depending on what it is, of course, if it's graphic. Yeah, for or some gross. people
1: it's not, for some people it is. Yeah. And I was willing to, you know,
0: but the personal stuff, that part really, that's, that's what like, messed
1: me up. I was like, how could you, you, not only are you telling this woman you love her and that she's your true queen and all of these things that you once told me, yeah. but you're telling her, like you're insulting me to her. Like that's <sighs> sick to me. That's yeah, yeah, that yeah. You've crossed the line. You're yeah. so far beyond the line that you're willing to go to any length to just keep this woman's attention. And that's kind of what he said. It was like, I felt really small. I've never felt enough for you. And it was my only way of making her you small by making myself feel bigger and I'll never do it again and blah, blah. Oh and my God. It was horrible. And we didn't see each other for a month cause I kicked him out or whatever. And then we went to three months of therapy because I was like, I married the man. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me give it my all. And then who'd you see? Dr. Phil.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was recorded. If you mm-hmm. can find it on I our, the it website, too. it's really good. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and you know, after the, at the, at the end of 2019, December, we kind of like just realized, well, I realized I should say, like, I didn't see the behavior changing. Yeah. I didn't see what I needed to move forward yeah. because you can't, you know, it was good. And it was, pro- I'm glad we did it because I was able to walk away being like, okay, I gave it everything. Yeah. 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 You know, you gave it effort. You put yeah. in
0: effort, you put in time and energy.
1: Um, that being said. Yeah, I you can't build on something that's that broken that soon. You know, if yeah. it had been 10 years in and we had kids and it was like, wow, I just finally couldn't... I slipped. Right. We just got... Why? You're doing this this soon? Yeah, this is dude. too soon. We're still in our Well, the like, whole
0: relationship to me feels like a 20-year relationship condensed yeah. into whatever it ended up being, two-ish years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the speed of everything. it was. This feels yeah. like a whole roller coaster.
1: Yeah, and I've had to look at that. I've had to look at my part and go you know what? I didn't vet enough. I grew up in a very trusting household. I trusted the man because I later, my book came out. Yeah. Right. And when my book came out, there's a little chapter. The book's not about that. The book's about my life and there's a chapter in it that or I talk about this and I don't throw him under the bus or anything. I mean, I kind of show, share a little bit what he did, but I hold back into consideration because I still mm-hmm. cared about his feelings or whatever. Yeah. You don't call him
0: worthless. Yeah. In the, in the book. No. Right. Good. <laughs>
1: no, no, I say he's just hurt, hurt people, hurt people Yeah, and he's in pain. And that's what I was able to recognize when he did what he did was that he was in more pain than I knew. Yeah. And instead of, you know, bashing him and taking it personally and me writing off men and that all men are cheaters or whatever, which was a lot of people do that. They generalize it's no, he was in pain and I'm going to keep my heart open and I'm going to send him love from afar and I'm going to move forward with my heart open because it would be a shame for me to close off because he's in pain.
2: Right. Right.
1: But also, and also, when that book came out, I got many w- messages from many women that regretted not coming forward. That said, About him? Yeah. <sighs> One of which. so did that hurt
0: more or did that help for you personally? I don't
1: know. I don't know. It's not fun. Yeah. You know, like some of them were saying that he was doing it the whole relationship, whereas I thought I told myself it just was this one person. Yeah. But he was doing it through therapy and he was doing it from the beginning of our relationship on and off. And, you know, I think he really tried. I don't think I don't know. But I it it. Yeah, it didn't feel good, but it made my decision of leaving the relationship and divorcing him feel more like no this is absolutely the right, right. thing because I, I don't i can't change him and i don't want to and i don't want to put that effort like i just want to trust someone yeah and be connected in that way um
0: let me ask you this when 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 something like this happens in your life uh in, in anybody's life uh, people tend to go two different ways there's probably more ways but from my perspective people go two different ways one they live um with this this sense of a a hypothetical, what could have been, and they always have a regret and they're always thinking about it. And they're always, anytime they do think about it, they think, Oh, I wish that would have worked out. What could we be now? Man, I'm so bummed that that ended. That sucks. I can't believe, well, I guess I just got to like push through this, but there's always a sense of like a, what if, why did this happen? And then on the other hand, there's like a, I'm going to force myself to, to learn from this experience and grow and treat it as a positive, even though it was such a negative trauma, I'm going to try to use it for my own personal evolution and benefit. No matter how negative it was, I'm going to be grateful that this experience happened. Do you, do you, have have you ever thought of that when it comes to these traumatic things? I think
1: that's why I, absolutely, I think that's why I did the therapy because had I just said, oh, no, right when that first thing happened. Yeah. Um, I think I would have had the regret of like, well, what if I left a sick man and maybe he just needed my help and maybe we could have been something, but the therapy is what really like helped me heal those parts and, and see who he really was and see where he really came from and see how much, you know, even during that, like I felt so at peace. I kept getting signs too, like weird signs from people that were like, reaching out saying they saw him do this, this and like, and I was like, okay. Cause I remember being like, I'm really struggling with this decision because yeah. I love this man obviously enough to marry him that I don't take marriage lightly. Yeah. So I really struggled, but I feel like I did at the end of the day, gave it everything to where I could walk away going without going, Oh, well, what if I don't have that? What if, because I know,
0: you know, you did I, the what if I kind did of. the what if Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. now yeah. I
1: have this story that I feel like changed my whole life like i i feel like it's completely made me so so much stronger Mm -hmm. because i'm like oh i got through that what else could i get through right you know because i thought like it was it was rough but i feel like now like in in any new relationship that i'm in or will be in not only will i vet the person there's no rush Mm -hmm. i can take my time more will be revealed the person's true character will always show forward like listen to your body that was a huge one There was times where my body would close off to him and I couldn't, I thought it was my fault. Like maybe I'm just not accepting of this type of love. Maybe I don't feel worthy, but I think my body knew that there was some lie in this space Yeah. because the body doesn't lie and the energy doesn't lie. Yeah. People lie and energy is so powerful that your body can sense. It's so much smarter than our, our mind, but his words were so powerful that I believed his words sometimes over my own body. Be, being like, hold on, let me sit with this and get back to you. I would always just be like, you know, people pleasing and wanting to make things not confrontational. And, you know, he's saying all the right things. So I'm going to move forward with what he's saying rather than what's his action and all these right, things,
0: you right, know, right. cause he said, yeah. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to go against what you think is the right thing. You don't want to like introduce some, um, uh, some like challenge into the relationship. You don't want to challenge your, your own comfort maybe. Yeah, you know? no,
1: not at all. I don't want discord. I don't want conflict. I want yeah. things. things were going so well I don't want to mess it up with my own
2: issues
0: Yeah, and you know for every future relationship. What's great is now you've learned that that um, All you need to do is create a fake Instagram account. Yeah, and check and start their phone DMing <laughs> that guy And just oh see god. what he says back. Hey, do you have a girlfriend? Hey, are you single? Oh my god? you're You know so that's cute. never
1: even occurred to me <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I have no fake accounts
0: Really? Really. I have. That's how, that's how one behind I am. Yeah. I have one. The name is a guy I went to high school with who got chosen for the basketball team the year I got cut in ninth mm. grade. Yeah. So I use his name anytime I'm creating a fake person. That's great. Um, Cause you know, Re- fuck revenge. That guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw him. I'm very sick in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so you have to be <laughs> to be
1: funny. I think. Yeah. The funny are always kind of like,
0: we're off. we're always a little off. Yeah. 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 Um, wow what a, what a life What a story Mark Experience Yeah <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> <laughs> What's up bro Have you seen The Room I have uh, With Brie Brie Larson No that's Room Oh The Room
1: Oh The Room Come on the, man With the dude yeah. uh, No I only saw Tell The James Franco. Oh. oh you gotta see the well,
0: I gotta see the original Come on I know you would I'm love up. it.
1: You of all people would love it. I know.
0: I got to watch it. Maybe I'll watch yeah, it Yeah, there's a
1: thing where he's like, uh, beat up a girl so bad uh, she ended up in the <laughs> hospital. And the guy says, oh, what a story, Mark. So nice story,
0: Mark. What a story, I Mark. Saw that, <laughs> I saw the clip of that. Yeah, yeah. That guy, what a nut that guy is. You think he studied Chicano studies before he started <laughs> making movies?
1: I think he didn't, which is why he spent Which is why his movies are so bad. Yeah.
0: Um, wild. Did you ever... Oh man, I, I, I don't want to, we could do a whole podcast on that relationship. It's but what it's I've just, been uh, telling you. It's what, right.
1: Because it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not so much anymore. Do like you channel,
0: va- let me ask you this, uh, interrupting you as a man does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't care. I don't my don't mom's g- going to love that I don't moment. get
1: triggered by that stuff. Oh really? Well, it depends. Like it, it depends on okay,
0: the Okay, let, like, let me go. Let me, <laughs> no, go ahead.
1: You're going to you know i don't remember what i was gonna say oh i don't get it tr- uh i get tr- it depends. Well, what i the was link. gonna say
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> now are you triggered now is it you're starting oh, to get I, I'm, I'm a little there. bit hey, you're 100%. almost there you're almost there you're almost there i'll tell you when <laughs> you're there you're almost there. There. <laughs> tell me when you're there <laughs> okay go ahead for real here i'm gonna move the mic i
1: don't remember what i was gonna say oh yeah you derailed me
0: <laughs> job well done point one for men
1: no i had a man that talked for like 40 minutes straight And that, that drives me nuts. If you're going to interrupt me and then talk that long, you gotta, we have to be playing tennis. I don't, I can't stand that shit.
0: Yeah. That sucks. I've been in, um, groups of friends where like it's, it's a couple of guys and like one girl and the girl I can tell is like trying to contribute to the conversation, but there's this thing, men, I mean, it's, it's uh, unfortunately probably partially natural to just try and like dominate whatever scene you're in, whatever conversation you're in. And so I'll try to be like, hey, hang on a second. Like, Rachel wants to say something. Go ahead. I've said Aww. that before. I've done that before because I'm a nice person. But, of course, sometimes I've done what but I did But also that's for you.
1: your way to dominate.
0: <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> I'm dominating and I'm showing that I can provide yeah, you're like, for like, I'm dominant and compassionate. Right. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Let's have babies. Um, <laughs> that's usually how the conversation ends. Ends. Yeah. Uh, what was I just going to say? Oh, the interrupting stuff. Yeah, the, the toxic, whatever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I have a different question for you. As a, as a performer, do you take things like that experience, which I would call traumatic, right? There's some trauma there. Yeah. Um, do you ever like pull from that to put it into whatever you're performing? Or do you think that happens subconsciously? I'll, I'll give you an example. For me, I take moments in my life that have been really extreme trauma. I've been through uh, really heightened emotional moments of my life that I can identify. And I've like breathed in those. I've like meditated with those in the past. I've really thought about those. I've, I've gone back in time to try and experience those moments so that if I'm doing, if I'm performing in some type of way in a short, a video, uh, a, a movie one day, you know, or if I'm even just writing and I need to um, take a certain extreme emotion and put it in, I can tap into that like reserve of experiences that I have. Yeah. Do you do that consciously or and or subconsciously? And have you done it with this experience that you just shared?
1: <sighs> so I had a show in D.C. right before the pandemic. It was like February, the end of February 2020. Mm-hmm. And I was in D.C. and I had shows, but I was crying.
0: <laughs> like You were at the comedy loft? Yeah. I remember seeing your poster because I was there a couple of weeks prior. I'm going back in uh, September, Washington DC. I should go with you. Do you want to come? I can open for you. Do you want to? Maybe. Okay, we'll talk. Good.
1: And maybe you want to hear this first. Yeah,
0: definitely want to hear this first.
1: <laughs> so I cried on stage. Uh-huh. So the first I was like I was like I don't want to do my set cuz I told you, I don't know if I told you, but I used to tour like a I would do 20 minutes of stand up. No, first I would do video, right? I told you I would do video and then I'd come out with a wig and do characters. It was like a variety show. That's was like a
0: one-woman show? Yes. Okay.
1: And I would end on 20 minutes of stand-up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to just do all of it because I don't know, whatever. Um, but I didn't, you know, I, was, I just went through everything I went through and I was like, I don't feel called to like do this. Actually, in fact, I did breath work. Have you done breath work?
0: On stage? No. <laughs> I mean, I've done breath work at a music festival. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> Dead.
1: Um, like a... Like where you lay down and, and the den teaches it. There's a place called the den. There's like teachers all around. Where I've
0: only done like a one-off thing with some dude on peyote at lightning in a bottle. Sounds amazing. It's so good. So it's yeah. this
1: thing where you're like... And, and you breathe to music and there's like a room full of people or you could do it privately. And it removes energy, stuck energy out of the body. And so like that was my way of physically like trying to heal the trauma or whatever. I don't know. Why I went like that, but whatever. I, sure. I'll take what I can get. Like, I'll try everything to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and it was very healing. I would, by the end of it, they're like, and let out a scream. And you're like, ah,
2: people are
1: crying. You're like, I guess I should cry. And I did many times, but anyway, that was not the point I was listening. And then at the end, they were like playing Beyonce's spirit. And, and I had a song I never heard before. And I just was like, oh my God, like I need to tell the story on stage. Like, this is what I want to tell on stage. Like, cause it's fucking ridiculous. Like, as far as like me being like, sure, come stay with me. I've never met you before, but why don't you stay in my apartment? You have an accent. So you must be trustworthy. (laughs) Like all these things where I'm like, I must've been out of my mind Yep. to be like, let's go. Like that's right. Like being removed. I can see how out of my mind I was or like how just disillusioned I was. So whatever. I was like, I'm not going to do my set my usual set, I'm just going to go wing it.
0: <laughs> really? No plan.
1: And I was headlining. So yeah. no, uh, no plan. I mean, I knew I told some of my jokes, right? Like yeah, I told like, hey, and you know, but... people think I'm Adam, but I was just like, let him like, whatever I do the usual, whatever. Yeah. But then I was like, okay. So I got engaged, you know, I'd always do this thing. I'm like, and people are like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, and then I tell the story. And the first night, cause I did three nights, the first night I sobbed my eyes out and it was not funny.
0: What? Wait. Okay. <laughs> hang on. You were telling the story on stage. Yeah. And you started crying, so, telling like, it like during your headline stand-up comedy, comedy set. Comedy, yes. Yeah. Are there parts of the story when you were telling it that were funny? Kind of. Okay. You
1: know, because when he's... Oh, he told the girl that he was texting, Uh, I'm going to be on the red carpet and I want you by my side. Oh, oh God. I'm like, you've done one non-union commercial. <laughs> You're not, you're not on what red carpet? So <laughs> what like, was
0: it for? Do you remember what the commercial was for? Oh so, no. Okay,
1: Some you gotta make of... it up.
0: When you do this bit okay. on stage again, you have to tell the story. You have to. On stage. It's so it's so, it has so much room for right. laughter. Yeah. Um and you gotta give you gotta name the commercial and give it make it silly. Okay. You know? You've done one cat litter commercial. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? That's perfect. That's
1: yeah, funny. you you're good with details. Yeah. Specifics. I need help with that. Yeah. Specifics.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you cried. At what point did you cry? And halfway what did the through, audience do? Halfway
1: through... Oh, man. They were like... Were they it was just... You could hear a pin drop. It was oh, just silent. Dude. No one was talking. They were like... Because these people, to be honest with you, like... The people that came to see me have been following me on social media. And I took everybody on this love story. Like, every... Like... I don't know not to like to my own horn but I got a hundred thousand likes on the photo of him engaging to me when normally wow. I get like nothing I mean mm-hmm. that was kind of like a joke but it sounds kind of pompous now but
2: well, people
1: cared people yeah. were like we love you together oh my god you're our love story blah 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 so some of them didn't know okay. some of them were like oh my god where's your husband where's your fiance we want to meet him you know because they yeah. they'd followed this and so when I told them I'm engaged and they're all clapping and, and then I tell them the story you heard everybody go oh my god
2: god
1: oh. and people were like oh hell no like they were getting pissed yeah you know and then it ended and it was like you know i was like oh shoot like oh, that is not fun man. like some of it like i didn't find the funny yet
0: right maybe you're still that, working it had... out you're, you're practicing just telling the story but i was also
1: like grieving on stage
0: oh my god so
1: afterward this one was like we love you duh, duh. um we did come for comedy <laughs> oh,
0: <no. laughs> and i she was said like that to
1: you yeah Oh, she's like, I actually admire what you had to say. I think it was really beautiful and profound, but just so you know, we did cut come from comedy <gasps> and, Is that, I, and it, I wanted to, I was just like, thank you for your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next night I did it again, but I didn't cry. I maybe teared up at one point, but sure. it was a little funnier. Than how, the, how
0: long after the divorce was this? We, we, we weren't year? divorced
1: yet. This was like oh, right this was after during. therapy.
0: Wow that's fresh dude that's so fresh like i
1: really should have said no to the show because i was just in no place like yeah i like those three days there i was sobbing outside of the show like yeah. i shouldn't have been
0: that's tough
1: but i also thought i was like who cares this is a, this is a experience like i don't need it to is. be like whatever like so they'll so lose followers <laughs>
0: <laughs> social media and everything that's fine. <laughs>
1: and uh i mean they'll have it they'll be like i mean we went to see you know who cares it's like yeah, none yeah, of it yeah. matters anyway yeah, yeah. so by the third night like it was comical like it could be funnier and i'll keep working on it or whatever um but it was it, like it it's completely different from night one and so it kind of like built and was fine and and then i came back and i think i got coronavirus nice because i came back and had the flu for and i was coughing but this was before they were testing and
0: Yeah, they say it was around in the fall prior to what you're talking about. No. Yeah, November.
1: But I went in, yeah, Um, and I came back from Washington, D.C., March 1st. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. I had it. Yeah, you had it. Um, I was
0: sick as hell in December, but they gave me antibiotics and I got better, which means it was bacteria, not a virus. So I don't know.
1: Yeah. They test me for the flu and they're like, you're positive for the flu. I was like, oh, so I had the flu, but I've but never fi- had the flu and I was coughing, but you can have both. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it, 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 on the early tests, I think it was registering it's the flu. I don't know. I'm not Fauci. Oh, um, you're not? I wish. Hold on. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> you sound. Dude, is We Came for Comedy the worst thing anybody said to you after a show? Yeah. hundred percent. That, that's so funny. I finished yeah. a show um, on a cruise ship, uh, which I have already told this story but I basically did terribly on a cruise ship. And um, they had a whole table set up for me for where I could give out like stickers after the show, but I did so badly that I didn't go out there, but I was behind the curtain that was directly behind the table. Oh no! So I was listening to all the people file out and I was hidden behind a curtain. (sighs) And I heard a guy say to his friend, well, (laughs) you can't always be entertained. And uh, I I stayed in my little room the next day for 24 hours. You guys,
1: comedies, don't do it.
0: (laughs) Don't do comedy ever. It's really hard. It's very hard. Like that sucks. Granted, we're not cops or firemen, and I get that. I think it's harder. I think it's much harder.
1: (laughs) It's a risk for your feelings. (laughs) But it's honestly like the fact that you kept going
0: dude like I, come I mean on. thats that's you 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 said you never started with open mics right you didn't really I mean, go bit like, no, I I didn't didn't tor- of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of didn't bit of a I of a little bit of a i bit of i little bit of a 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 like doing so bad, if somebody told me maybe not me because i probably would have kept going because uh i'm sick but like a typical stand-up comedian if you tell them hey you're gonna spend six hours a night for your first three years every night doing so badly people aren't gonna like you they're not gonna laugh you're gonna feel like absolute shit for a very long time i think more than half of the people wouldn't even start
1: why would that yeah because because
0: when you don't know that and you're going through the process, you're just like, it's like, oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe next time is going to be the time I get hit. Maybe next time is going to be the time I make people laugh. And so you're chasing a high. Yeah. Whereas if you had known what's ahead, you'd be like, fine, I don't want to live like that. That sounds terrible.
1: Yeah. But I believe that's why you're touring and selling out. And I'm not because you put in the work.
0: Yeah. You could be selling out. No. Are you on the road? Are you trying to do road gigs? No. Are you interested in doing road gigs?
1: Uh, I am When yeah. I have a set That I'm excited about
0: Sure Right yeah. Would you and, and I love that you were doing A one woman show Because that's what mine is when, I, when I'm at like a proper venue um, I can do like an hour of stand up Just straight stand up If it's like a bar show And they don't have a projector And I don't have my wigs Or anything But it's not my favorite I need my wigs You, you do know? Yeah Have I, I shown you my wig closet yet? No You'll see it Okay So uh, I'm the
1: opposite I'm not a f- I am not I do not love wigs
0: You don't like wigs
1: I just haven't had the fun of it yet I've, yeah. I've obviously worn them yeah. Over the years but I, I I would prefer actually doing like like dressing and changing and like I just want to do it with just a microphone with my hair up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I know you're sure. very into production.
0: I love production. Yeah, I love props.
1: And you chose, like your videos are amazing because of that. Yeah. mine are selfie style with man. But it, yours are amazing
0: like, because you're naturally talented and I'm not. <laughs> yes, you are. You're so I, <laughs> hilarious. You're hilarious. I have no talent, so I need a wig. No,
1: I believe I've gotten in my way because I haven't put in the production work. Oh, As well as the stand-up work. I think I could be so much further along had I had the patience, diligence, discipline, but I got lucky and I was like got big on vine and then that kind of like kind of made me rest on my laurels laurels
0: sure i I definitely think you should do more live stuff because you do so many characters and impressions and i want to know more about your one woman show because the one that i was putting together right before the pandy hit um was like a mixture of what you just said it was it was like i had it listed out as uh a video opening 10 minutes of stand-up a video coming out as that character in costume for 5 minutes, a video to change, come back for 20 minutes of stand up. You know, it was yeah. like that type of thing yeah. all for like an hour, hour and 15. And it was so fun. It was so fun. It was I was doing it at every college, I would have them bring a projector, I had like the lights and shit for this Kanye story that I would tell because I was a PA on one of his Sunday service things. Oh my god. And I had to go up to him with like a plate of cheese and like offer it to him. And the producer was like, make sure he eats this. And so I was like, okay, fuck. And like, yeah, he, he literally you... said, don't take no for an answer and what? bring this no, cheese plate to What? No, that's too much Kanye. pressure. Yeah. Especially at noon on a Sunday in the hot sun with a plate of cheese.
1: Come on. What kind of cheese?
0: I don't know. But I, I, it got me thinking was like. Was it
1: like sliced it cheese? It was sliced
0: cheese. There was some meat on there, like some salami. Okay. It was like a charcuterie type deal. Okay. Um, And But I was like, is this like his medicine? Why am I not allowed to say take no for an answer? And so I had to walk up this hill. Like you're
1: feeding someone out of the...
0: Yeah. Oh, it was fish. That's what it was. It was cheese and smoked salmon. Mm, And the producer was like, don't take no for an answer. And I was like, that's such a weird thing to say. Yeah, about cheese. About cheese and smoked salmon for Kanye West. Like, what is he... Is this, a, is this a medicinal thing? Does he need his smoked salmon at noon?
1: Like, what's going to happen if he doesn't have it? Exactly.
0: And so I told I tell this whole story. And then I wrote this rap about feeding Kanye West fish. And it's like a 60-second like rap that uh, to the tune of Good Life by Kanye West and T-Pain. Oh, love and it was T-Pain. the closing set. And I did this whole video montage with a bunch of fish that have Kanye's head on it. Very, like, South Park style. Uh, and it's all anime. It was so fun. I, anyways I don't know what that that's tangent awesome. was but that's just part of like the whole um one-man show that I was putting together so when that's I hear awesome. what you're doing I love that yeah because I can't sit through an hour of stand-up anymore
1: yeah I hear that I can if it's really funny I but I haven't I haven't yeah. gone to a stand-up show like to see somebody do stand-up uh, besides me and JP
0: yes yeah and
1: that was amazing that was yeah, amazing that was fun it's also because I know you guys but also you guys are very talented and Thanks. that was the last I, I don't remember the last time I saw like went and bought a ticket to see someone do stand up. When's the last Actually, time I don't you think performed
0: I've ever live on stage
1: that uh, prior
0: to the pandy? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You got to jump back on. I know. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I do. I'm, I, I really love being on stage. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's so different than <laughs> being on phone. Yes. Being on screen. <laughs> yeah,
0: being on screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different type of fulfillment. It's immediate connection. Yeah. It's media well, yeah. energy you distribution. You can feel everybody,
1: and, the laugh, the energy yeah. is so different than posting a video and seeing people kind of numbers change. Yeah. It's and seeing names
0: like, that, you know, you don't know who that It's just a it's name is different than a smiling face. You know, very much an so. Instagram handle is different than a smiling face. They're two different things.
1: Just so you guys know.
0: Just so you guys know. They're two different things. Very different. Yeah. During... Um, The pandemic.
1: You know, I realized I got pandy from you because I said that. Are you using it now? I said, said, how's everybody's pandy? And everybody was like, "Yeah." what? Yeah. And I was like, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Like, you know (laughs) what I'm saying? And nobody got it. And I thought, where did I hear this then? (laughs) And you just (laughs) confirmed that I must have got it from you.
0: I I haven't heard anybody else say it. Okay. Please use it. I
1: unconsciously took it. I'm trying
0: to make it a thing. And no,
1: I was like, why does this so obvious? Like I said, how's everyone's pandy? Yeah. It was on Cinco de Mayo.
0: Oh, nice. That you missed out on. I missed out. Totally missed out. Skipped it. Skipped it. Consciously skipped Consciously. it. Consciously. Um I, I'll be at the next <laughs> one.
1: The next thing At a my party that I <laughs> may or may not have. Uh, and everyone looked at they're like Pandy. And it was really smart, funny people. Yeah. But they didn't get it. They it was didn't like get pandemic. It, huh? And they're like, oh pandy. Oh, it's it's good. <laughs> I, I want know, to put like, it on a like,
0: shirt, but I don't know how how much I can like play down the fact that it was, it truly was a pandemic. A big deal, yeah. But I want I wanted to make a shirt that just says "Survived the Pandy." Yeah, is that funny it's or does cute. that poke fun at all the people that died? I don't know. Because I don't want to be rude. You know what is I mean? Don't friend? touch my foot with your foot. Don't do that. You can't I just do that. Wanted to it's okay. You did it once, but don't do it again. It's all right. You did you did the one. We're don't make it two. See under mm-hmm. the table. <laughs>
1: um what you the question though? survived the pandy yeah, i don't know cute. if that's if, i don't but know does that
0: is that rude to the people who did not survive the pandy i don't know we'll Aren't find you, out is when it i make making shirts. fun
1: of something that's heavy the whole point of comedy is to heal the parts of us that hurt
0: it is but these days as soon as you make fun of something that's heavy people get offended and say you're not allowed to make fun of that oh, okay which is interesting like i've had people it's, fun, huh? it's fun it's <laughs> <Love>
2: it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Can't do anything um, anymore.
0: You really can't. It's crazy. Did, did your material evolve over the course of uh, the pandy? <laughs> <laughs> when, it, when it became, when it turned from an epi to a pandy? No. Do you get that epi?
1: Epidemic? Yeah, come on. Of course. Epi. We're having fun. Epi to a pandy.
0: <laughs> did you did you find yourself changing at all? Did you do anything that was different? Even as far as like, because you do a lot of, um, I don't know how to brand it, but like positivity and communication of your thoughts and feelings and and I don't want to uh, motivational-esque I'm just throwing out words that try to capture the vibe that fits yeah did you find yourself doing more of that because you wanted to inject more positivity into the world or did you kind of keep it the same throughout the past year and go more introspective. Like what was your kind of evolution over the past 12 months?
1: Oh man, I don't know. I was all over the place. I would go live yeah. and just start crying. Really? Yeah. I would Whoa. just go live and I'd be like, so I'm um, just having some feelings. And uh. and I found that, man, people liked that more. Like yeah. when I would post a picture and be like, I'm really struggling today with compare and despair. And like, you know, I'm just the way that I'm getting through it is doing this and just, you know, there's two sides of every coin and just know that we're only seeing one kind con- co- side of the coin on Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram and stuff. Cause even though I love jokes and I love comedy so much, like that'll always be the through line of my life. My brain just goes to the odd thing and the what's funny always. Um, and you know, I've been on a spiritual journey of healing for like, you know, I got sober at 23 years old and I'm, it's been nine years Mm -hmm. and that's no joke. Like that's hard. If you're, if you're trying to, you have to really look at yourself when you're doing that. uh, You don't have to, you can, I had the opportunity to, and then I started doing every seminar under the sun because I realized I'm really scared in my body. Like my, I'm not comfortable in my body. So how can I get comfortable so that I can be free and be at peace in the world so that I can, you know, keep doing comedy and and share this stuff. So I find it really important to, to tell both. I found it interesting, an interesting journey because some people will see my, uh, inspirational videos or whatever you want to call them and they'll go i was waiting for the punchline like i was waiting for the yeah. like, where's the funny but then but then they're most of them are like oh my god i needed this today or you know i was expecting this to be funny but it was a way better than that like i always thought comedy was the best like there's nothing above comedy in my yeah. in my book and i've had a couple people say i prefer this i prefer the motivational and i'm going what wow you what are you talking about no a comedy is there's nothing more elite.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's not true. Like my, my reality has been shattered because of what I've posted and saying, like I get so much more engagement as far as people commenting and writing personally to me saying, now that I know you've gone through this, I'm able to go through this. Mm. I know I'm not alone. I love seeing the other side of you, the serious side, because it makes me feel like we're connected and all these things. I'm going, holy crap. Like, this is also important. So, I'm trying to do both. You know, it's kind of confusing to people, I'm sure. Like I so I've created another channel, manifestation, where I just put all that stuff and I don't put comedy on there. Yeah. Um you know, and I I see going in that route. I see like doing a stand-up special where I I tell the story and it's funny, but more so at the end of it, it there's a message of like yeah. where people are like oh damn. That, yeah that, that affected me that's it's awesome. funny but it affected me do you
0: ever watch mike birbiglia do you know who yeah. that
1: is is that the guy w- like uh i just watched him
0: uh he, he does a lot of storytelling like long form storytelling all of his specials are very long form story type things yeah and he gets into a lot of him. these uh which one did you watch
1: um it was on netflix what
0: i should have said was nothing maybe that's a fun what's one. a
1: joke in it is that the one where he uh, pulls out the guy who got who gets headlocked by a woman cop
0: I think it's either that one or my girlfriend's boyfriend, No. which is a different special. Either way, he does he does a lot of what sounds like you're going down the path of, which is going into these crevices of like um, emotion and emotional experience, and then back up into laughs and figuring out a way because com- that is that truly is what comedy is best at is breaking down those barriers of. of harsh emotional trauma or pain or experiences and making them funny so that you can overcome them exactly because to overcome as soon as you laugh at something it's broken
2: yeah
0: um here, a great metaphor is the Bogart in harry potter are you a harry potter fan don't say no or we'll end the podcast now i'm um, not not a fan i've seen okay. all the movies <laughs> no. i do haven't re- read the books though. do you I've remember read the first one so there's this creature harry potter. that's oh that's pretty do you do a I guess. Is yes. that it? No, that was pretty good. Uh, there's a creature called the boggart. This is such is a silly a, fucking metaphor. I can't <laughs> believe I'm making this metaphor. No, it's... What's a that thing? The quilt. The snitch? Snitch. The golden snitch. It's okay. Let's strike two, That's but it. it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I can't have no Harry Potter slander in my home. Um, no, this is... I can't believe I'm making this metaphor, but it's the first thing I thought of because I'm 12. Uh, there's a creature called a boggart, which lives in a, in a little wardrobe or like a closet or something, dark and cramped. And every time it emerges, it takes on the form of whatever your greatest fear is. Oh, and God. And so to defeat it, you think of of the best way you can make that fear look funny. And then as soon as it hears you laugh, it evaporates That's into what's nothing, up. Right? That's what's up. So like if you're scared of spiders. If you're scared you of... You make
1: it a cartoon and you make it wear a hat and... Exactly. Dance. And yeah. tap
0: dance. And, and if you're scared of, I don't know, uh, something a little more existential. Like, what's an existential fear? That a, Like, failure, right? If you're scared of failure, maybe um, it takes the form of, like, everybody you know fucking on top of Mount Olympus with trophies and shit. And then, like, you in the corner fucking sobbing. And then you just do something... Anyways, so the, the metaphor is just in the sense that the, the strongest power... That people have is to to turn whatever that negative thing is into a positive and that laughter is a huge absolutely in
1: my book i talk about because i'm certified in neurolinguistic programming that happened in 2013 and i became a master practitioner in 2015 which is all about programming our unconscious mind because everything lives in the unconscious mind and i talk about similar um ways of healing which is like if you have a voice in your head that is telling you like shitty things and mm-hmm. it's being mean. And it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm never going to be enough. You just change it to Mickey mouse. I'm never going to be enough. And it's like, <laughs> it makes you kind of giggle and you're like, I can't take it as serious yeah. when I hear it in this way or I move it or I change the picture. If, Cause we're all making pictures unconsciously in our head. And if we, yeah, if we change the picture, I mean, this is a more like clinical way of doing it and sitting down and taking somebody in hypnosis and getting their, you know, seeing what there is in their way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, humor is a, in comedy videos is an immediate way to be like, ha and to like, wire yeah. together trauma with humor and then it's broken and then that pathway goes somewhere else and then all of a sudden you're not triggered by right. that thing anymore. Right, right, right. Which is freedom, obviously, yeah. because, you know, anything that disturbs our peace is an unresolved issue within ourselves. Anything. Uh, uh, it's an opportunity to go, oh fuck, I'm not healed here. Right. Something's off. But instead of doing that, people go, it's your fault. You shouldn't be funny. Right. You shouldn't make funny videos ever for anybody right because you're supposed to be compassionate sometimes being compassionate is poking the person's wound going hey that's there yeah you have a large cut and it's gashing out and if we don't take care of that it's going you're going to die you're going to bleed out yeah so i'm just pointing at it and instead they're like you created it and it's like no it's on your arm dude you Mm -hmm. have to take care of it i can't Mm -hmm can take care of it That's I'm California part in of that California. victim mentality Yeah
0: The victimhood stuff Oh yeah we did that, that, that we were video we talking about with JP Neuro-linguistic programming NLP NLP How, uh, What Can you just define that for me In like a couple of sentences you kinda just did.
1: Language drives our behavior. So what we say to ourselves is most important. And our unconscious mind is like the orchestra and our conscious mind is like the conductor. So whatever our conscious mind says to our unconscious mind is most important in how our behavior lays out. So our unconscious is like a five year old. It's very literal. Mm-hmm. So if I tell it like I struggle in life, I'd struggle in life, the unconscious will make that happen.
0: It'll start learning that. Yes, and That's programming why they... your behavior around that. Yeah. So you want to be telling your unconscious. Only good things. Only good things. And it's that in that communicative process of speaking directly to your unconscious, is that uh, in a tangible sense, could that be related to just a mantra that you say often? Yeah. Um, A a behavior that you change, like instead of butting into conversations, I'll sit back and listen a little bit more. Yeah. What are some tangible ways to communicate with your subconscious?
1: So speaking to yourself is very like the first and foremost um you can use your name so so i was just talking about it with somebody um who is having trouble with their diet because they keep saying i don't know how to lose weight like i i'm just so heavy and uh, and so they're they're programming themselves to be that way unfortunately and it sounds so easy it's like no i am though so what do you want me to do for me as somebody that used to overconsume? i had an all or nothing mentality the first thing i did when i learned it i just tried it on for size I used to, I would speak in past tense. Mm. Even if the past is a second ago, it's still the past. Yeah. And when I do that and I say, oh, I used to overeat, it allows the future to be different Then the unconscious mind goes, oh, used to. Okay, so what should we do moving forward? It, it opens up the possibilities for the future. And so, you know, saying to yourself, if, if weight's a thing, like weight drops off of me, I burn fat so easily. And speaking it in the present tense, using the word now, using your name, like. Or if you butt into conversations, you say, you know, uh, people that butt in are just either excited or they're doing it out of nervousness because they're like, if I don't say this, then I'm not enough and blah, blah, blah. And rather than being like, I can listen now, man. And it is safe to now listen,
2: Mm.
1: hear what they're saying, Mm -hmm. like talk. But you have to learn how to talk to yourself first, Yeah, you know, because we're unconsciously talking to ourselves the way that basically our parents talked to us. We picked it up usually yeah. like the first seven years of our experience is very um inf- like that's the most impression that we have so that's like vital and the way that our parents spoke to us is usually the way that we speak to ourselves unless we change it now and so
0: and speaking and to making different
1: pictures also so if you're picturing yourself going to the fridge every night Change the picture, make it black and white, blur it, and mm. make a new, big, bold, colorful picture of you doing push-ups instead and drinking water. Yeah. So that you can have a vision of ha- like that's what man and in- manifesting. That's what manifesting is basically. Is like they say that the the mind doesn't know the difference between reality and fantasy, right? So yeah. you might as well picture what you want to have happen in your life rather than what you don't want because.
0: Yeah, and that'll probably set you down the course to actually doing those things because obviously picturing some of those things, isn't going to burn calories. But as soon as you're living in that state of, I am this, or I do burn calories and you're thinking of that and it's, it's taking up your being, you're way more likely to actually go for a walk, go for a run, eat healthy. Cause you're already living like that. Yeah.
1: You're encouraging it. Imagine a little kid running a race. And if you're yelling at the kid, like you got it, go, go, go. They're going to be running. But if you're like, stop, what are you doing? The kid's going to stop and go, wait, what? what? Right. So it's like, where well, you're that kid in there. So are you encouraging it? Are you saying, yes, I can. I am dropping weight now. We got this Yeah. to go like, yeah, I will go for a run. Are you saying you're not going to do it? Like, just sit down. Yeah. That like I would hearing that me sell, say that now, I'm like, I don't want to do it. Forget it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you want. Just like it's what you're saying to yourself. It's like literally everything. Um,
0: and it's also it, it, the, uh, the vocabulary that you choose to use has such a huge... Consequence for, um, and I say consequence, but I don't mean that negatively. It has it has such a big impact on how you move forward instead of stay standing still. And I think a big part of that for me has been changing what I say to myself from "I will, I will" to "I am, mm-hmm. I am," um, and just living in that present uh, as if it is the present. You know, I am a millionaire. I am six success- I do have this. I am this. I am in shape. My Shitty ankles have healed. Uh, yeah. They're strong now. And using those words to uh, kind of provide support to whatever your goals are, it makes your goals way more reachable for me. Because it's like you put them right here. It, it It is this. You are this. Yeah. And it becomes tangible. It becomes in the present instead of something in the future that is always out of reach by saying, I will. Or I, will, I want. I want, or I want that. Or, or I, I will. Want. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I am that. I have, I have it, it. I have now. it now. And yeah. it's,
1: it just... Even if it's not accurate in the moment, it doesn't matter. It'll be there soon. If you keep saying that, like you and I are probably a really good example of that. I mean, I have a lot to work on when I think about this, like even in saying this, I'm like, okay, I need to work on this Mm -hmm. because I need to start changing the language with everything to suit, you know, to be my biggest cheerleader. Like, you know, Nicole would say, Mm -hmm. um, but also if I say I burn fat easily, I'm more likely my there's trillions of cells listening. Right. So like, there is something to that. I I know you can't think your way, or maybe you can, but it's my cells change. Like, you know, when you're like in love for the first time and you just go out to eat everything and it just doesn't even stick to you. And you're just mm-hmm. like, you're free. Cause your cells are just like mm-hmm. open. And like, there's just a lot going on that we don't know. And we might as well like say, yeah,
0: it just feels better. Yeah. And it does, yeah. it does matter. Yeah.
1: Like who's it? John Joe Dispenza. Do you follow him? Mm-mm. He's all about that. He like healed himself from a major surgery by the power of the mind. Really? Yeah. No a drugs. lot of people have. No no. No drugs.
0: <laughs> no drugs. Just talking to his knees.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, he just envisioned every day, every part yeah. of him healing.
0: I mean, that's that's huge, man. And that's where people kind of separate themselves from the conversation and brand it as some woo-woo bullshit. But I am so on board for that. Always have been. My mom raised me with a lot of that, you know, just positive thinking. and That's good. And um, I mean, she was a hippie. Yeah. She took me to some Grateful Dead shows. Aww. So, uh, I, yeah, I I absolutely live with that. It's also like for people who are hesitant to go down that road of spirituality and and trying to be conscious about what the energies are that you're constantly exchanging with other people and with the world. It's harmless to try. Yeah, you're not. We're not telling you to go on a retreat to Sedona for three months and yeah. lose yourself. We're just saying, uh, people like us that practice these things. Um, are just incorporating very small elements of like consciousness into what our being is and what we want. In addition to working hard and doing things in the tangible reality, you can just do these other slightly subconscious mental things with, with your energy to get, a step closer to whatever it is you want.
1: Yeah. One day at a time. Try it on today. Try it on for a week. It doesn't have to be for the rest of your life. You will not lose anything. There's yeah. only so much to gain. Yeah. Right? Like, cause Jim Carrey wrote a check for $10 million. Love Jim left, Carrey. Left did you read his book? No. No. Oh! You didn't read book? it? What is I'll it? give it to you. You can
0: borrow it. I'll, yeah. <gasps> okay. It's so good. Dude. When did it it's an out? acid trip of a book. It is. I've never read a book like this before in my life. The whole time I thought I was on mushrooms. Just reading it. <laughs> My br- I've had that same like feeling. I was like buzzing. I was like, what is happening? Oh, the energy the whole came thing. out through the book. Is oh, that, is, dude. What's it
1: about?
2: Not uh, it, sure. It's,
0: it, <laughs> it's semi-autobiographical. So it has some stories that seem to have some truth to it. And I've read that a lot of the stories do have truth to it. And it's about him. It's about Jim and one of his relationships with a woman. And then it reaches this... Insane inflection point with Nicolas Cage, who's his best friend. I don't know if you knew that. No, <laughs> best friends. And what? Uh, that's weird. And then the, it goes like a little psychedelic sci-fi toward the end. It, it it's mind blowing. It's so good. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I'll give it to you after Thank this. Thank you it's so great. much. Yeah, I want to ask you a question about something you said. You said you mentioned compare and despair, yeah. um, it, and it, is that uh, so a, a a branding that you've created? No. Is that, what What do you, what do you mean when you talk about compare and despair? Because when I, I've found one of my biggest problems, one of my biggest hurdles to get past, a big barrier for me in my career has been comparing myself to other people and spending too much time. I don't really do it anymore because I've consciously moved out of it and I've tried to be speaking to my subconscious about not being in this state of comparing, but we're in an industry where we're always comparing, other people are comparing us to other people. So we, of course, are going to be comparing ourselves to other people. And that causes a lot of despair. Um, but I've never heard compare and despair really? together before yeah. as if it's a phrase that has some Is like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: First of all, that makes sense. And you're not alone and everybody does it. I'm yeah. going to just say that right now. It's, I think by nature, humans, we can't help but be like, okay, where are we? Am I safe? Okay. I need to level up or, um, just don't let it get you down. Right. So like, me looking at a photo and see the number and then see someone who has less of a following or more than a following and they started we started in the same you know I've had people surpass me I've had people not surpass me and I allow the people that don't surpass me to make me feel good about myself or allow the people that pass me no numerically allow me to get me down and to not keep me in creation yeah to get me off my purpose so it's like it's a way to like Compare yourself to others and then despair so much so that it blocks you from your purpose on the planet. And so, it's very common. I still do it, you know. Not I don't not an, not enough to like stop me. Like I'll keep yeah. going. Sometimes you can use it for motivation. You can go. You know what? This is showing me that I could be doing more, and I want to be doing more. So I'm going to be doing more. And thank you for you know what Tony Robbins says. He's like ah worthy competitor. You yeah, know, like you yeah, like, use yeah, it yeah. as, like, fuel yeah. rather than...
0: That's great. I, I And that's actually what I've tried to do is turn it into more of a um, positive competition yeah. than a negative Which comparison. I didn't grow
1: up with, comp, like, I like hated sports? competition. I would yeah. play in sports, but I was, like, the one that was, like, ah, I would get right to the finish line of the that's goal. So and then funny. I'd be, like, I would sabotage because I didn't want to, like create a hate conflict or not so much anymore, but I, I cause I realized that about myself, Yeah. but I would, I was so, I was naturally very, uh, sporty and, 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 uh, what's the word athletic, athletic, but there's another word coordinated. Okay. Um, but I never like would, wanted to demolish anybody. I didn't want to beat anybody. I felt bad. I didn't want to, uh, my feelings were so involved and very sensitive. And so it was a very major conflict. And that has actually been in conflict, even with my comedy where I'm like, I don't want to, you know, outshine or I'll just do my own thing because I don't want to like, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, is
0: that something you're trying to overcome or is it something you've accepted and you're just trying to work with? I think,
1: I think I've overcome a lot of it and just been like, screw it. Like my I don't do well. I'm, I'm not going to serve anybody by dimming my light. In fact, right. I'm going to encourage right. people to do the same. So yeah. like, thank God there's other people that I look up to that didn't dim their light. And, you know, it doesn't serve anybody. Yeah. So I know that now. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it still like unconsciously kind of peaks its head. Sure. You know, occasionally. But
0: it's, it doesn't rule the way that you live and move forward. No. Especially with content and comedy stuff.
1: No. And I yeah. also, the people that so, sometimes I just mute people as well. Like if, oh, I'm if, muted if I get triggered, I'm just oh, like, I I, I'd rather people. just mute you. Oh, hundred percent.
0: Yeah. yeah. That, like, I, then there are a couple people I've muted because the, I didn't want to be triggered by the comparison stuff. Um, yeah, but because I, I also it can, it
1: can get in the way. Like that is yeah. also you taking care of yourself. We're not, we're in a time where we know what everybody's doing all the time. It's like, yeah you know, you think of actors or whatever performers years ago, it's like, they only knew what they were up to with maybe hearsay, or I saw them on stage a few months ago, but now we know what everybody's doing all the time and what their numerics are. It was all so up in the air back then. And I, I kind of like, you know, muting people is okay. Unfollowing people is absolutely, if you need to do that for yourself in order to shine, do it. Yeah. You know?
0: Dude, I was thinking the other day of unfollowing everybody. <laughs> unfollowing oh, I
1: unfollowed it. 700 people. Did you? And then I refollowed people that when they would pop up so that yeah. I got a choice rather than doing out of obligation.
0: Wow, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I was thinking of unfollowing everybody except for my sister just for fun. Yeah. Because I, I get caught up scrolling and shit. Um, yeah, it's a time but sucker. It's a time sucker. But yeah, the, the comparison stuff, I, I, I do, I, I've tried to turn that into more of a competition because I'm like unhealthily competitive. Uh, it's been in me my whole life from growing up watching Michael Jordan, you know, and playing sports through college. Um, and so that comes out in comedy. I, it, it never was a negative thing to where I looked down on my fellow comics because I was trying to be better than them. And it was also, and, and I, that comes from improv a lot too, because the number one rule in improv is make your scene partner look like the most talented person in the world. And if everybody's doing that, then you're not worried about yourself because you know they got your back and yep. then everybody looks good. Yeah. So I I totally embodied that in my soul when I was first starting comedy. And I took that into stand-up. Like, I don't want anybody to do bad, but I do want to do fucking better than mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I took that and like whenever somebody's on stage, I'm like, yes, do great. I hope that person does the best that they possibly can. Because if I'm going up next. That means I have to do better than I've ever done. And so it pushes me. Mm -hmm. And so that way I'm rooting for people like, yeah, I want you to do good. I want my friends to do good. I just want to do better like than my own best. You know, I'm trying to be the the best I can be. And so that, that competitive sense, I think it's never really been uh, toxic for me yet. So we'll see. Yeah. It feels good. It feels like a motivating factor for the work that I put in. You Absolutely, know? I think um, you're gonna
1: you're gonna just con- continue to blossom.
0: Hey, you too. You're happy flower. to know you. Hey, you too. I'm a flower. You're blossoming what kind flower. Of flower. Uh magnolia. Tulip? <laughs> <laughs> do an impression of a tulip. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, that was it. How many impressions do you have? I don't know. Do you have a number? I've never counted. Really? Do you count? No.
1: How many impressions do you have? I don't know. Yeah, I never exactly. You can't. Well,
0: my friend said he has 250 impressions. And I was like...
1: I have 52 faces. Do you really? I only know that because before I did comedy... Not comedy. I always did comedy. Before I did uh, anything mm-hmm. online, my dad made me come up with 52 faces. And he took photos and he was going to put them back on the back of playing cards. So I had to do 52 faces. And that's the only reason why I know that number. Yeah,
0: that is a lot of faces. You do have kind of a rubber face. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have kind of a rubber face. So I do a lot of faces. What's your favorite impression to do right now? Do you have a favorite? Or like just of all time? (laughs) (laughs) This is you. Is that me? Do an impression of me.
1: yeah yeah do an impression of me yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) because you have so you have so many good (laughs) ones like the impressions you do are so spot on when when you do britney and jennifer coolidge oh yeah and all Uh, these women
1: uh, 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 (laughs) i feel like but i do all the ones that everybody does so that's why i'm just like uh, no
0: i don't think everybody does britney what everybody does britney
1: i've seen everybody do britney really not everybody but like but it's six like women it's know, like everybody like, the way everybody does hey Trump. guys i'm just working out uh.
0: and
2: i'm a baby uh,
1: not that innocent <laughs> that's
0: pretty good uh, what about christina i've never done her really you do it christina there
1: is a light at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> i don't know do you sing Mm, kinda, because a lot of I sing as an indie singer, Delilah. She she comes on the road. That's a character. She's like, Thank you so much, Hey everybody. Oh, What's up, God. baby? And I don't know what you're doing. And I would read off the menu. I'd be like, What are you having? French fries. You know, that's really good. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: That's funny. Thanks. I love Delilah.
1: She's got a hat and she wears yeah, flags. She's just like, yeah, man. Yeah. We're all one, man.
0: Yeah, I live in a van. Man. Yeah, I'm a nomad. And we're yeah, all I date around, heart.
1: but like, we're all dating, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's all good. And I know you should love me like I love you, <gasps> baby whatever <laughs>
0: that's so good thanks yeah that's great that's really good
1: and then i do a jennifer coolidge mm-hmm. where she's like i'm taking that dog and i like, oh wow you know i feel like I, this this one's just so played out <laughs> everybody does this one now and but like what is she even up to i think she does a, that yeah
0: she's not really well, trending she does
1: the mom Well, she's doing she does the is She on um, show um, right you now she's on broke girls but she didn't oh, sound okay. like that she had her own accent she probably wanted people to stop doing impressions yeah, right. of her she's like <laughs> right. i don't remember what, how she sounds on that show and then there's um you know, the big one that got me on Vine was Kristen Stewart yeah. and, and, and and just like I don't <laughs> just everything's so intense. And then she hit she in I've watched her in like um interviews <laughs> and she's such an idiot.
0: That's really good. Trending women would be like uh, do you do any politicians? Have you ever done a politician? I don't know who Would be like a trending, maybe AOC, but I don't know. I haven't tried her. She'd be fun. She's got like big eyes. I used to do,
1: you know, Obama or whatever. Yeah, Uh, I like his case.
0: Uh, 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 The deal. We're gonna deal. We're gonna break. We're gonna break. We're gonna have to. We're gonna go to war. (laughs) We're Uh, gonna go to war again. We're gonna go to war again. And then again. And then again. And then I'm gonna go back to Chicago with Michelle. Michelle. And the girls. Michael. I mean, Michelle. <laughs> 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 oh That's a conspiracy right there. Yeah, dude. don't worry. <laughs> I saw it. I saw a clip of it. I
1: don't know what I believe. I'm just kidding. Woo! And then, you know, of course when Kamala Kamala? Kamala. Kamala.
0: Okay. You're racist now. No. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> she you know. I do this when I play cards with my mom because mm-hmm. of Jim Carrey's impression of Biden. Anytime I'm losing, I'm like, oh, come on, man. Oh, uh, it's fun. I can't help it. And yeah. she just she's like, just stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Is she a big no, Biden, I'm speak- Biden I'm fan? Speaking. I'm speaking. That's good. Mister- yeah. uh, I'm speaking.
0: Hey, Kamala. Yeah. Where you? What are you getting for lunch? I'm saying you get a little Subway. Get a little Subway sandwich. Put it in my back pocket and say, hey, boy, we're going swimming later. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny joe's Yours funny hilarious joe biden's funny because it's like you can't i don't think you can do a good biden without going a little bit amnesia yeah you know that's what he's known for it's just it you know don't maybe don't be mean about it i've definitely been mean about it in the past but i was working
1: whatever on it. all impressions are mean if you look at it through a mean lens like if i'm yeah. like hey, what's up? yeah burned down my gym it's like you're i'm saying that she's like kind yeah of ditzy or like that's girl i'm saying that she has both like it's like I don't. yeah
0: you know i've you, seen comments on you on impression look at it videos with whatever
1: lens you have through it honestly yeah. it's really more about the person watching than it is it's about, about the person. you the
0: viewer <laughs> it's not about me if you're anymore. offended
1: it's not my fault <laughs> i didn't implant the buttons to press your mom did <laughs> talk to her
0: yeah forgive I, her dude, i've seen people be like yo why are you making fun of that dude and it's like a, an impression that is just like more of an homage than anything else. Yeah. I'm like, come on, dude. What what are you what are you doing here? I'm
1: not trying. Like, you have to understand. I'm a comic. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to make fun of the world.
0: Yeah. But think the think about what making fun means. Making fun. Yeah. Think, think about it. Like make make, make it fun. fun. Let's make
1: it fun. Yeah. Something that is usually heavy. Can we make it fun?
0: Right. That's why I really like my favorite impressions are breaking down these dudes that are held up as idols, Rogan, Eminem, The yeah, Rock. You do a good, Rogan. Um, have you done you. The Rock? Yeah, have oh you ever my seen My God, Rock? No, he's, I don't think. He, I'll show you, it's better at, in the video because I have a bald cap on. But he's just kind of, he's, he's back here. Hey, what's going on everybody? We're on a set of Red Notice. I got my bottle of Terramata tequila. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, come
1: on. That's my Kevin Hart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart and The Rock. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> you tiny little, you tiny little brown m M&M. What are you doing down there? <laughs> Kevin, come here. Put your arms above your head like this. No, I don't so want to get next to you, you man. So I can use you as a kettlebell.
1: That's almost all right. I don't want to get next to you, man. <laughs> I,
0: for like Chris Tucker?
2: Hey, hey here's man. the deal, man. Hey, man.
0: He's always, this is Kevin. Like, all right, bet, bet, all right, bet, <laughs> bet, all right. Here we're going to do Bet.
1: <laughs> I just remember him. From, do you ever see Scary Movie 3?
0: A long time ago. That's yeah. my
1: favorite Kevin Hart movie. Oh really? <laughs> he did it for like five <laughs> seconds, <laughs> and he's just always like, "Yeah, my Arsenic Man lives over there. Oh yeah, man, come on, <laughs> I, I come out, I come out," and then he keeps getting pushed to the side. Yeah. And I love it. I That's just love funny. how small he seems on screen. He does seem, but small. I think he is shorter than The Rock. Maybe.
0: Um, I believe so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I believe I was by confused. maybe a foot. Yeah, like a human foot, <laughs> not 12 inches. Oh, <laughs> a human foot? Yeah, I'm only measuring feet, like human feet now.
1: Whose foot? Anybody's that's foot laying around? or Kevin Hart's foot because there's a difference.
0: <laughs> um fun. We've had fun. You know? Do you do a Kanye impression? No, but that's what I wanted Bash to do. I
1: just feel like I could play I don't him, think I can do black people Kardashian. Yeah.
0: I got called out for doing the rock cuz he's part black. And I saw somebody like Hey man this is racist You're not part black I was like what?
1: So you can only do What the fuck does that mean dude? You can only do What color you are?
0: Um. Who decided I don't know. this? I don't know I It's so all over the place If I had a good Like LeBron impression I would just get some fake hair And put it on as like His classic beard And maybe a jersey And then I could like Do a LeBron impression Yeah But like I'd rather Just find a funny black guy Yeah of course You know?
1: LeBron's not that funny, is he? LeBron's
0: not that funny. Well, just he has like these mannerisms when he plays where he gets like yeah. really intense and he does these like specific moves. Mm. Um Kanye would be hilarious because he's got he's got like a big jaw he's got kind of yeah, a lisp I, I think. That thing, right? She's got he's kind like... of a lisp right yeah. yeah. here. Yeah. Jake Paul's fun to do right now. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. It's funny. He's got he's got this underbite right here and he's always he's like a bro, bro. What's up? That's why I worked with
1: him for a second and he didn't yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he, didn't,
0: he didn't, speak. didn't speak. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he speaks yet
1: only online only online
0: camera yeah yeah um it's fun doing these new ones i i I feel like i'm naturally moving away from political stuff a little bit that's good because my brain was so i felt like my brain was taffy for a year you ever seen taffy in a candy store window yeah just getting pulled apart Mm -hmm. yeah that's what my brain has felt like for a year
1: i think it's beautiful that you took that and did it that's how i found you you did um you did rogan with i think the guy did trump and then you did biden and i thought this is yeah who who's this person
0: oh cool so good thank you so much yeah yeah that was and really fun I, and
1: then i found and then i i think i'm or i don't know maybe maybe it was vincent who reposted it yeah and i've done said, a couple who things is this? with him, yeah. and then he that's how i found you that's awesome yeah you're you should just be you're good to go
0: We'll see on the if the you'll runway runway ever clears. Uh,
1: Especially if you stay stay away from political, <laughs> yeah, you'll be. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's relevant. I mean, the you can political bring it stuff. To, I mean, that's, that's I'll why do it if if an idea comes I think up.
0: It's great, but like throughout the past year, I made a conscious choice to take a risk and dive in. doing political content is a risk. That's a huge oh, risk. Huge risk. You isolate tons of people because um, they can
1: make their uh, like judgment, judgment thinking. oh, that minute. Must mean you're this. Within or a, that must within be...
0: the first joke of yeah. the video, that's political. So, you know, I I gained. Uh, Do you do a Trump? Yeah, but not good enough to put on camera. I do it on stage a lot. He's kind of... I do him. He's kind of in here. Mine's more of a caricature. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to build a wall around the earth to block out the aliens. China. No illegal aliens. Hey, how are Uh, you?
2: Hey, Yeah, no.
1: We're going to have to... uh, We're going to have to just... (laughs) I don't know why mine goes like this. He's always in uh, here.
2: Yeah.
0: Now you're De Niro, (laughs) but like Trump, (laughs) okay. Now you're Pesci. (laughs) The jump from Trump to Pesci is very small. That's hilarious. You should do that. I should do that. uh, We should all do it. Austin, the guy that does Trump in those videos, Austin Nasso. we were doing, we were setting up for another Trump and Biden debate and he kept doing Pesci and he kept catching himself and being like, wait, I'm doing Pesci. I got to get out of Pesci. Wow. This is kind of like the Pesci. You know, what am I funny? Funny like a clown? Yeah. And then Trump is right in here a little bit. So it was, kind of, it was, it was very similar for him. Um, but yeah, the uh, moving out. I mean, not just... I'm, I am don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, dude. I'm just doing stuff.
1: Have you eaten today?
0: I had a smoothie. What'd you eat? I had a banana. Do you want another banana?
1: And half a protein bar. I don't.
0: Are you sure? Because I have no, one. No,
1: I don't even like... Like, they're cool. I <laughs> like the packaging. But like... <laughs> I don't, like, want multiple in a day.
0: <laughs> Yo, what's the most bananas you've ever eaten in one day?
1: Probably two, like, once on its own, and then once happened to be in a smoothie. Damn. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> Yo, you ever just line up three bananas and eat them?
1: No, but I've mashed them and made banana bread. <laughs> Bieber, that used to be, like...
0: That, that's a good Bieber. Remember, yeah.
1: he, he used to be on, like... Baby What's up? He was yeah. he was on um, Vine for a little bit and I remember remaking his vines.
0: Somebody to love
1: Baby, baby, baby. That was the first beaver
0: oh, I heard. Like, ba- I guess that was his first jam. When
1: man. I was sixteen, I had him Ain't nobody gonna give it a name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was that Ludacris? Yeah. Oh my god. I found
1: my first love.
0: That's hilarious. Uh, there's a video of Ludacris on uh the complex Instagram yesterday. Luda? and he yes. And he was driving his kids and you could hear his two little kids in the backseat. They're like toddlers. And, and he's just driving like this, like with his face straight, looking forward. Cause they're like laughing and screaming. And one of them was like, it's spelled F-A-R-T. <laughs> and Luda goes, are y'all spelling fart? <sighs> and the caption, the caption was like, Once upon a time, Ludacris was pimping all over the world.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious. It's really funny. Yeah. It's funny funny to see, you know, celebrities' lives now. Yeah. There was a once a time where we only saw the music video and maybe an interview. Yeah. So to see their TikToks, I'm going, whoa, Whoa. this is like making you so relatable that I don't know if I value you anymore.
0: Right? You're coming down from your pedestal to go on do (laughs) a TikTok challenge? And
1: they're all doing it. Yeah And I'm like oh I like you And I feel like now I can reach you Like we can talk now Yeah But also I don't know
0: That's the new type of celebrity That's happening now Right Is, Is a celebrity that's so relatable And accessible It's to the point where there's Might not ever be a Brad Pitt again There's not gonna be a Leo Ever again Probably No A Leonardo DiCaprio Who has never gone He's only done one podcast ever and it was with Brad Pitt on Mark Marin's podcast, I mean, promoting a movie. Yeah. But he's never hosted, he's never been a, uh, he's never hosted SNL. He's never been on a late night talk show. He's Why never, do you think
1: that is? Brad um, Pitt's.
0: He also doesn't have any socials. Leo yeah. or Brad Pitt? I'm talking about Leo. Leo has a Twitter that his team runs. I thought
1: Leo has an Instagram that's all about humanity.
0: That That's his team yeah, type thing? Yeah, not like, I'm on a movie. Right. It's not like, hey, here's me with a car or like a, yeah. you know what I mean? He's, yeah, there was a time where I so thought he would private. run for president. I'd t- fucking vote for him. So would I. Dude, I'd love that man to Yeah, death. he's wonderful. He's incredible. But I there's watched... never going to be another Leo.
1: No, 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 no. Because you know? the, weight of, the weight of that kind of... First of all, you have to be really talented and start working when you're a kid on movies. And that's just right. not a thing anymore. Now you right. have to have an account and followers and blah, blah. It's just like such right. a different time. Um, I remember watching Leo in Gatsby. Mm-hmm. And halfway through the movie, I went to see it with Hannah. Yes. Yeah. And halfway through the movie, I'm crying, but it's not a sad scene. Like it wasn't sad. And she's like, why, What? Oh my God, what is it? And I was just so moved because he looked so old. <laughs> oh, wow. And it was like, it was like, oh, he's aged. Yeah. Because when I saw him, he was this young, you know, Titanic. Yeah. And it just, I was so moved that like, oh my God, times he's getting old. Yeah. No, no shame to wild? him. That's what happens. Yeah. And it, it's been happening with every actor. Yeah. But for some reason with him, I was just like. Oh my god Like we're all getting Like they're all gonna Well that's die. gonna be
0: Like our guy That's one of our guys That we're gonna look at 20 or 30 years from now And see him super gray Playing you know A grandfather Or like an old kingpin boss Oh my boss. god Yeah like De Niro and It's gonna be like well, Yeah like he's, De Niro Who's
1: in all these Like grandpa movies
0: Yeah and it's gonna be like Oh what oh. the fuck dude Yeah You know um, or, or any other young actor so, uh, I was looking at Jonah Hill The other day Yeah There's like a, just a normal picture Of Jonah Hill And I was like Holy shit dude Super bad is what introduced me to this guy when yeah. I was senior year of high school. That was our, our Bible was yeah. super bad. Yeah. And I'm looking at Jonah and he's maybe 40 or late thirties now or something. And it, I was just like Damn, age. I mean, time is undefeated to everybody. Not yeah. that Jonah looks bad. Jonah no, he looks great. He actually great.
1: looks better than ever. He I mean, looks great. Yeah.
0: He just looks noticeably older. Yeah. Not in a bad way at all. Just age. You get older. And it, it just hit me like, fuck man. And especially with us, we're going deeper into this field of being looked at every day for a living we have to have people looking at us um so that that battle with age is going to be really weird as the years go by I feel like I don't know have you have you thought of that like what
1: I'm still obsessing because I went on a double day with Jonah Hill did you yeah and I'm like should I say this should I not and then I'm like fuck it but well, I won't say who to. the other person is okay who's another who celebrity. his girlfriend was no I was the date for Jonah what <laughs> what
0: okay yeah okay so, go
1: so i won't say who the other celebrity is with her, his you'll you tell know. me off camera yeah sure okay. no 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 i won't you will i've promised myself oh you will okay <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. cute we Where'd went you go? Uh, somewhere in los Feliz. okay the virgil no
0: for a drink or
1: i don't remember what it was called
0: how long ago was this eight years ago mm-hmm
1: yeah he's like so friendly, so different than I had pegged him to be. Cool. He was really sweet. The guy, the other celeb, mm-hmm. kept saying, What? Do you guys know each other? Have you met before? What is this like how did it,
0: how did the date was it a DM? The situation? other guy
1: no, texted me. The other oh. celebrity texted me saying, Hey, this is blank blank and I'd like to take you uh I was wondering if you wanted to come on a double date with me Friday with Jonah Hill. <laughs> I'm like reading this text like the fuck is going on? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> And I, then I, I was like, I got to go. Yeah.
0: It's Jonah hell. Yeah. Did, Even you, though did I secretly, you know that guy's girl? The other guy's girl? Kind of. Okay.
1: Um, I had a crush on the other guy's girl. Okay. Uh, no, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. The other Live girl's with guy. It's too late. The other. Cutting this <laughs> I out. I had a
1: crush on everybody at the table, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. Everybody was really <laughs> successful and attractive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we exchanged numbers. Like, Nothing really came of it.
0: Sure. But it was fun. He was nice. It was a fun nice experience.
1: Guy. Yeah, it was so nice. It was That's so cool. sweet. And That's like cool. youthful energy. And we had like a lot of similarities as you and I do. And
0: I love meeting you know, people like and then that. And I saw him years later and I was like. And uh, do you remember you? Remember, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. I'm um, really memorable. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, I love me- meeting people like that and finding out that they're like humble, normal people. Again. That, I that they're mean,
1: nice. I, yeah. He was still nice even recently when I saw him. That's so. great. Does, I, he want I like to, does he
0: want to be in our video?
1: <laughs> yeah, let me ask him.
0: In our Instagram reel? Would he drive out to Venice to be in our Instagram reel? I mean... I don't see why not. You can't...
1: Uh. You can't, you can't know until no. you try. I mean, who... I don't... I have a fear of rejection, so I would never ask that. Yeah. Yeah, that's my biggest fear. Yeah, I hate okay. being rejected.
0: That but is, the only way
1: around thing. it is through it, so maybe I should ask him just to get just rejected to get that no. and to feel it mm-hmm. and to go, ooh, really I think I'm that. still okay. Right. I'm still okay.
2: Right.
0: Right. Right. Um, I never hey, Jonah, walk- want to be in a reel with Brent Pella?
1: It's <laughs> like, no, I got a movie with a no, to do. Yeah,
0: no, I'm winning an Oscar this yeah. year. <laughs> I'm um, in the
1: middle of something with Leo and Brad. <laughs> but so keep me in mind. Yeah, for the future yeah. episodes. Best of luck in your, your future Joe endeavors. Rogan. How many times have you guys...
0: You know, here's the deal. Okay. All right. So... What about his, Whoa.
1: What is, what is, what is his reactions to fighting?
0: Oh, that's Joe. a funny. Oh, that I should be my it. next Rogan. Is how Rogan reacts to and he fighting. Grabs
1: the, oh my God, that was
0: the. Oh! Oh my God! Joe, they just they haven't started yet. <laughs> I know, but look at his shorts. <laughs> that's bro. Oh! That's Joe. so good. He's <laughs> just know?
1: getting vast. What is it, Vaseline? Up. Yeah. Like they have. Look it. at that Vaseline on his eyebrow. Oh my God! That's so good. Do that. That's funny, right? I need to be in it somehow.
0: Do you want to be in it? You could be. Um, I'll be the
1: fighter. I'll be um, Conor McGregor.
0: Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
1: fuck. Oh, just don't get. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, that's British. That <laughs> was Irish. Yeah, like, oh, oh, Fucking A. Right, right. Down right. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll be, I'll be one of the, put them. Down with the some girl whiskey. that she won. She had a shaved head. She was so cute. I don't know her name. Oh yeah, she was good. She's yeah. so adorable. Because yeah, the fact that. that she was so vulnerable and like feminine. She was a, she was but a really a, big, big
0: underdog. Bag. Oh she beat the fuck out of that chick, oh dude. God. Holy shit. She was sitting there doing the They always do that thing at the end where they're pounding on the person's face. And
1: I go, oh, I think they're good. Yeah, that's I what think I said. Good.
0: And I said that to my buddy. I was like, why? How come whenever a UFC fighter is winning, they just pound the person's fucking face with the outside of their hand? And my buddy was like, oh, well, you have to do that to in show case, the ref oh, that this person yeah, can't fight anymore. That's true. Because if you're coming in, just in, in
2: case,
1: because there's punch, been people that she could have, like, maybe, who knows, yeah. could have got, you got to make sure they're down.
0: Yeah, make sure they're down. You got sure to beat that bitch down. But it's also one of these, a hammer fist is less painful and powerful than an actual punch. Because a punch, you're putting your whole body into it. Yeah. So if they're doing that instead, they're really going to mess them up. So it's almost like a safety thing.
1: Yeah, that was actually appeared. a crazy fight night with the broken leg. Ah, the broken
2: leg, dude.
1: Ooh,
2: they couldn't even show it. They kept
1: it on the other guy because it was really It was really something. It was, I was bad. Like, <laughs> Because even before yeah. that, the guy hit the under, back of the leg. And
0: he wobbled. And I was like, what is happening tonight? His leg three angles to it. Oh, my God. They didn't even show
1: Rogan's reaction to those two. No wonder what he did those why didn't they catch him
0: he probably passed, passed out probably fainted into a pile of alpha brain
1: or do you think you're gonna get into fighting <laughs> <laughs> that's the comedy
0: uh yeah i'll probably be a boxer by 2024 I'm gonna get into boxing first. no what i want to do is um challenge once i i literally only want to be famous so that i can play in celebrity basketball games it's oh are you good at basketball reason. i could tell yeah
1: you've already mentioned your first of all your shoes on the table yeah with Kobe's camp. Yep. And was, and, he, was uh, he there?
0: Every year for every day. He was the camp ran for a week, oh. 7 days. He was at the camp every single day walking around to different stations telling 5-year-old, well, there were 7, but he was telling 7-year-olds like, "No, that's not how you throw a bounce pass. Throw a bounce pass like this." And the 7-year-olds looking at him like, "Okay." You know, and then he would go over to the 17 so we had kids 7 to 17 and uh what do you over- mean
1: we had kids you were a coach
0: yeah yeah yeah. so i was a coach oh, i thought you were a kid my my kids were 11 ish that was my group I had, I had a team of 12 every year and they were all 11 years old and then you know these coaches coach seven-year-olds every every coach has his own team in a different uh like group and then there's the 17 year old kids which were the oldest the high schoolers and every time he walked around them they would pick it up like fuck it and they would go hard and they would get lower on defense because they knew they could see him out of the corner of their eye it was so cool to watch because like when he's on one side of the gym and they're playing they're like playing they're going hard but as soon as he walks over you could like it was something tangible in the air that just you could feel these high schoolers going at each other harder the the passes would fly faster the shots would go in more the moves were more crisp and clean uh, it was, it was awesome. It was magic. It was Dang. magic to be around. Yeah.
1: Did you, so you got to meet him a f- bunch?
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Do you, what's the one thing that you remember him saying to you that changed everything?
0: Uh, there actually is that exact You're thing. You're have Instagram. That happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Join TikTok <laughs> early. And then he just walked away and he disappeared into a thousand butterflies. Um, <laughs> what is, so what was, uh, point? so every year, it, the first year I started, I was just doing silly funny videos with friends. There's nothing really there. And um, year two, three, and four, I was doing my open mic stuff. And then year five and six, I was going hard. And year six, or I guess it was year five. It was 2016, 2017 was the last year the camp happened. And we all get autographs. Everybody gets one autograph every year. He sits down for the whole day and he signs 800 autographs. Oh my God. And I go up to him with my poster, that, that one right there. And he signs it um, and I had told him previously that I was doing comedy, like, previously in the week that, I, you know, I live in LA, I do stand-up, and, uh, he was, like, oh, I gotta come check you out sometime, and I was, like, yeah, for sure, it'd be fun date night, not thinking anything of it, and so, when I saw him in the autograph line, he was, like, yo, what's up, man, so tell me this, are you funny, and it, like, caught me off guard, because I was still, like, fuck, like, semi-new to comedy, I wasn't, used to being around celebrities and even though i've been used around to him
1: anyone ask you that like you didn't know that yeah kobe was gonna ask i didn't you know that kobe funny. bryant
0: <laughs> was gonna ask me that right so i said you didn't prepare yeah and i was like well do you like kevin hart and he was like yeah and i was like well i'm, I'm definitely not as funny as kevin hart but i'm trying and i was like it was just a quick back and forth and he like chuckled a little bit and i was like fuck i made kobe chuckle yes yeah and so then the end of the camp at the the, the last day of camp he always gave the goodbye speech And there's all the kids, 700 kids in the bleachers, uh, fans and media and press and and their family and and parents are up in the top bleachers. There's like 2000 people and all the coaches are on the ground uh, in the, in the gym. And he's talking to everybody and everybody's listening. He says goodbye, hands off the mic, everybody's clapping. He starts walking towards the exit and then he sees me to his left and he pivots and starts walking towards me and he comes up and he's like, so what's up, man, you got any, any information? We got to come check you out. And I had a business card on me. My first ever business card, which is like the worst business card. One side was clouds. You know, it was like one of those cheap ones that you just get made for free based on a template. And so I gave it to him and I was like, yeah, man, I'll do shows in Orange County, you know, bring Vanessa, it'll be a date night. And he's like, all right, for sure. Keep in touch, man. And he walked off with my card in his pocket. Now, of course he could just been doing that for fun, like just to make me feel good. He could have thrown it out, but that's not really who he was when he does stuff. He does it. Right. And so that moment, he, that was the last camp that ever happened in the years after that, the camp didn't happen. And, um, cause he was doing stuff with Nike and he had his investment thing. And so every year, like literally from when I got back to LA the next day, that's when I amped up everything. Cause I was like, if I'm going to be good enough to invite Kobe, I gotta be like good. And so I wow. worked my ass off every fucking time I was on stage. Every time I I went to improv class or did a show, there was always this this thing in the back of my head that said, I got to be good enough to invite Kobe to a show. I got to be good enough. Because if I invite this motherfucker to a show with his wife, it cannot be a waste of time. I cannot not do amazing in front of him. And so I finally got to um, this past New Year's and one of my resolutions, I'd never really have resolutions, but it's the energy of New Year's is to have some. And so one of them was, okay, this is going to be 2020. I'm going to invite Kobe to a show. I'm going to do it. I, I felt like I was big enough to do like the Irvine improv for a one-nighter when he lives in Orange County. Um, and this was on January 1st. And and then the crash happened a couple weeks after oh that. Oh, um, But it was just – it was that one – like uh, my buddy calls it a lollipop moment. Um,
1: Which means what?
0: So there's a TED talk. There's a really great TED talk about uh, – Somebody was at an event and he was handing out lollipops for some charity thing and he went up to a guy and said, hey man, do me a favor. Give this lollipop to that girl over there. Just give, just give this lollipop to that girl. Random people. He was just being friendly and silly. And the guy takes the lollipop and gives it to the girl. And then 10 years later, that guy gets a call and on the phone, the other person is like, hey man, do you remember giving a lollipop to a guy at this event and you told him to give it to that girl? we've been married for eight years. And it was, it, it, they call it, I'm, I'm probably not getting that story completely right, but it's a Ted talk. So definitely watch it. And the so the lollipop moment is one small, seemingly meaningless moment to you that has a lifelong meaningful impact on somebody else. And that's why any opportunity to create a lollipop moment you should take that's beautiful always yeah. um, because you never know how it's going to affect someone and that's what I saw from him I mean he was doing that he would look a 10 year old in the eyes and have a solid conversation with them on the best way to do an entry pass to the baseline that kid's gonna remember that forever yeah uh, just that one small moment of like eye-to-eye connection with your per the person that you look up to um so that was a lollipop moment for me. That was the moment that really kicked my ass into high gear and turned on my fucking afterburners to go harder than I ever had and work harder than I ever had to get better. And, um, it's never really stopped since that day, you know? Dang. So I'm really really grateful for that moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever experienced a moment like that? or somebody does something that that may that might seem small from the outside but is supremely impactful. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah.
1: Um something similar but not quite, but for some reason it came up when you were talking. I went to a, do a show with a couple girls that did improv. We went to IOS to perform. We I didn't study there. I haven't performed there ever up until the show and I haven't performed there since and we go and we're waiting backstage and this comedy group comes off and then Robin Williams comes off because he just jumped in their group yeah and had he waited he would have performed with us but he came off stage and I got to like grab him this was six months before he passed and I told him I I was like I love you like you're literally everything and he was so sweet and then he just said that was that was so much fun and I just saw that like it doesn't matter where you like go or where you've come from. It's like, if you really love the art that you just want to do it, like he just wanted to be there and be present and like do his natural improv. And that, that moved me in a way that it was like, I don't know. I saw it from like a sign. I saw it as like, it meant something specifically for me. I took it to that way. It didn't have to be that way, but I thought, what are the chances? Like, you know, obviously, cry like a baby when he passed i'm sure everybody did yep um but it, it just showed me that like as long as i'm following what makes me feel really good and happy and contribute like i'll it's never going to go away like i'm never going to want to stop making videos i that's what i did when i was a kid i'm i'm going to do it for the rest of my life regardless of what the results are mm-hmm. um that came up for some reason when you were talking but as far as like a lollipop moment where someone says something that changes everything I'm sure that's happened. I can't think of anything else that like pops up. I mean,
0: that right there, that gave you something that you'll live with forever.
1: I had an improv teacher say, she gave me an evaluation at Second City and she said, you're like a dented can. She said that privately to me and I'm like. (laughs)
0: Like my body type? (laughs) 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 Yeah.
1: (laughs) My body type. Like so not square. Um, I crack open and pour tears. I'm like, what are you saying? Um, She goes, no, you stick out. And she's like, in a line of non, you're, you stick out. And that, that, that propelled me to keep going, I guess, to go like, oh, yeah, like I, I have something here. Yeah. You know, so like little things that teachers have said to me over the years um, have helped. Then there's the things that teachers have said that has been really stifling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like you're just, you're just like if you would just try harder you know, or Mm. you need to project. That's something that I used to hear a lot. This is now derailing, but I used to hear that all the time. Like you really need to project like you're very quiet. And what you're saying is so funny. This was an improv class in in high school, but I was just so afraid to be wrong. So I would quietly Mm -hmm. make my jokes. This is what my mom does. She's so funny under her breath. You had to to really listen to it. So then a microphone came and it was fine. And everything was like, you can hear everything that I have to say. And I'm more confident with it. Um, but I think everything that is said to us, especially if it's someone like Kobe Bryant or Robin Williams, we listen differently.
0: Yeah. And we embody so it differently. It's
1: important that and I've had these experiences with people that, you know, look up to me. I make sure to hopefully leave them better than when they came because I think, you know, there's been people that have written that have been like, I left my toxic marriage of abusive husband because of you and I'm like Okay, I hope this is a good thing. Wow. I hope it's not I'm not <laughs> yeah, tearing yeah. apart marriages. But yeah. if, if that's true that it was horrific and you didn't find the strength to come out of it until you read my book, amazing. Awesome. Like that's yeah. there's nothing better than that. Or that I'm sure you got messages like that where I was like it have been in despair. Your videos are what keep me going. Yeah, like yeah, that's that's why we powerful. have to keep going. Yeah. That it's not about us and our At least for me, like when I make it too about me and the numbers and like my success, it's, it's like so limiting. But when I think about people that are struggling or that need help or need to get out of themselves or just need that release, like that's what propels me more to keep going and to keep creating content. I don't know if you relate to that. I do.
0: Yeah, I do. Big time. Big time. I love that. Um, that's a great place to wrap it up. feels really good. You guys feel good? I feel good. Hope you feel good. Hope you, feel
2: good
1: <laughs> up. you need some faces?
0: <laughs> She's got fifty-two. I have seven. Seven. Uh, where can people stalk you? Home address would be nice. Include your zip code. Uh, <laughs> the house on Weddington. Um, yeah, I moved.
1: I sold it. Nice. If I would have waited three more months, I would have made an extra hundy. <laughs> Ooh, damn. But I messed up. I thought Sorry. I was, you know, you can't you know, you can't, can't you dwell in the past.
0: Get some Doge. Get some Doge, baby. Uh, at Man and Matthews on everything. The book is called.
1: So At Man and Matthews with one T.
0: Weird, I but know, okay.
1: On Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, TikTok, Twitter.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> My book is called "Funny How It Works Out." Mm-hmm. I was going to say Serious But Funny Which is my podcast Ah We'll have you on sometime Fun Me nee. Anytime Seriously Sure um, I think that's all I have
0: uh, Good that's And enough. I have
1: an audiobook too Like for Funny How It Works Out Like if you're not like Oh I don't want to read You want to listen to my you wanna voice You want to listen to a
0: book I've never listened to an audiobook before Stop it Are they really good, what? that good? Really? Isn't it just I... a podcast? I love reading I love oh, reading Oh well if you
1: love reading Then you love yeah. reading I, yeah. I get distracted
0: Oh. So I take
1: my books on the road Or on the plane Or uh-huh. on a walk And it's really lovely And then the infor- I just want to get to the information
0: Do you retain the information as strongly If you listen to it Versus yeah. reading it off Better. the page? Better Yeah I'm, really? very, I'm
1: very auditory
0: Wow mm-hmm. Okay maybe I'll try it Maybe I'll try it
1: No I mean if you love reading And you can do it
0: I do I just I, I go through these periods Where I'll read every night for a week And then I won't mm. read for like two weeks You know what oh. I mean? And it's like I'm off and on with it So I gotta railed in. Um, cool. We're out. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you. See ya. Thank you. Thank you. And goodbye. Tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. Okay. Bye-bye. And that's it. Thank you guys so much for chilling. Thanks for hanging. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not done so already. We really appreciate getting more than 200 views on an episode. (laughs) It's all good, baby. We chilling. We chilling and vibing. You know what I mean? Um, I'll have more guests on soon and I'll rant more about dumb shit soon and we'll we'll all just kind of chill and vibe together. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, Blue Blocks, blueblocks.com slash Brent for 15% off and uh, Cognibiotics from Bioptimizers, Cognobiotics.com slash Brent for 10% off plus a free book. Um, and that's it, man. Live a, live a happy life. Don't give in to limiting beliefs and, uh, you know, smile at somebody. Tell someone you love them and drink more water, okay? All right, follow Amanda Matthews, support everything she does. She's a wonderful human and a gift to the earth, uh, as are you. Have a good week. Bye-bye.